Hey, we're back. Dustin here. Thanks for listening to the Granny Days podcast. I really hope your holiday season was truly amazing. This is our first episode back. We haven't really chatted in a few weeks, and it was a lot of fun getting to talk to the guys again. So, without any further ado, enjoy the show. Nicely done, bro. Nicely done. We're back. How's it going, guys? It's been a while. I haven't talked. It feels like I haven't talked to you guys in a year. Oh boy. Uh, I know. I know. Start. Gonna... It's now the twenties. Do you guys feel different? Do you feel like it's the roaring twenties? And I'm yeah. gonna go yeah. find, uh, figure out what they really uh, wore back in 1920, and try to try to make it 2020. I'm gonna go. You're gonna change the way my image. Go ahead. I'm going to go get one of those Peaky Blinder hats and put some razor blades in it and start wearing it daily. Oh. I'm just going I'm just going to shoot some uh expensive film. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Oh yeah. 2020, the year of digital. That's right. Some of those 2020 <laughs> Return to digital. <laughs> 2020. Return to D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Oh man! So return, you, <laughs> yeah, return to D. Return to D. What are you? What are you guys been up to, man? So, um, Mac, we haven't talked to you in like a month on the I podcast, know, man. Well, you I have not, been disappeared. Like you're what, like what, individual, what, man. What have you been so up to? I, Tell, give us a rundown. Like, n- not like a lengthy Mac rundown though, but just give us like a rundown of what you've been up to for the last month. Yeah. So it's been a month. Uh, it's been a month, dude. Okay. Uh, just traveling for work. Okay. Uh, Scoop to Leica. Been shooting that. Ooh. Uh, narrowed oh down my, my collection of. Narrowed. Yeah, yeah. Narrowed you down guys my collection should have heard Mac cameras. pre-show. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna bust you out now. You guys should have heard Mac pre-show, talking about. Oh man, this Leica is the best thing ever. People don't buy them for the glass they buy it because the camera is the best thing ever made and then 20 yeah. minutes later he's like it's clunky it's clumsy it's not the best ever <laughs> yeah, listen listen let me defend myself if, if, hey if put down throw... you need to drink some more of that like juice <laughs> oh man hold on if you go throw me out you're like uh, at least let me respond you can half ass it's all love dude it was so no, funny with with like a um, you know, everyone's like, hey, you buy it for the glass. But I'm telling you, man, it, shooting the camera itself, I mean, that's an experience in and of itself. I mean, because I'm used to shooting, like, loose-fit SLRs, you know. Then when you shoot something that's, like, so precision like that, you, you do, t- you know, pay attention. And uh, so it definitely caught my attention. But it's an M4P, so it's clunky in some ways because it doesn't have a meter, and I have to, like, change my process to meter the shot. But... It's a joy to shoot. The 1,000 shutter speed is definitely going to keep it out of legend status, but um, <laughs> it's, it's cool for streets, for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, we both borrowed Dustin's Leica and shot it. Yeah. Um, we yeah. shot, what was it? It's an M3, right, that he let us borrow? M- I thought it was an M2, isn't it? Maybe it was an M2. I don't, I don't even remember. It wasn't good enough know. for me to remember what it was. 
No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It was. Um, I I agree, Mac. Sorry. It, you yeah. can tell that it is like for real a solid piece of machinery. It's built mm-hmm. really well. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, for sure. I just don't think it is. It fits with my style. It's too heavy, and cl- it's big. You know, I, I'll just keep shooting the Bessa. Man, the Bessa's cool too, though. That camera's super light. Yeah. Um, but it's so yeah, light because it's not as well made. But yeah, let's let's get back to what you've been up to. Let's not I, go down I, I, I'm fly, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just fly through it. Uh, like I said, I knocked, I knocked my collection down to five cameras. That's a big achievement for me. Yeah. Oh, put damn. Put on a YouTube channel talking about, like, and every camera has a purpose, so I'm not just going to have, like, a spare camera that doesn't have a job. All my cameras have jobs. Oh, man, Secret Santa was really good to me. I got a lot of cool shit. Yeah. I know we'll talk about it later, but I shot some Secret Santa goodies. Part of it was Lomo 400. I didn't know that was a great film. Now I do. Film of the month. I developed some seven artisans, uh, some film that I shot with a seven artisans, 50 millimeter f1.1, and uh, I wasn't sure that I even was going to nail focus. I had some issues with the copy that I purchased; uh-huh. it didn't completely engage the 50 millimeter frame lines. I'd have to like uh-huh. toggle it just to get it to like ghost a hint of the 50 millimeter frame lines. Um, so I thought it was going to be like a complete piece of shit and waste of time. I sent it back to Amazon. I developed some of the images today. The color saturation is like really amazing. And holy shit, I was nano focus at f11 with a with a rangefinder. Oh man, Ooh. I gotta rebuy that lens. It's amazing. Hopefully, I get a better copy with the lines. But how much was totally that lens? Three six three hundred seventy bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, wow. That's not bad at all. Brand new. Did you um did you calibrate it first? No. Straight out of the box. I, I wonder if I, I wonder if you're not calibrating it though is why you were having issues with the frame lines. I don't think that would have anything to do with it. I don't know. That's why it I knows I it's a 50 millimeter. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, that's true. It would be more. Yeah, the focusing. So, but yeah, that was uh, um that was crazy. I didn't know I was gonna love the, how it renders too. Holy shit, it's amazing. I'm I'm I vlogged it. So once I get the rest of the scans back from the fine lab. I'll do that. Oh, but, nice. Yeah, man, that was cool. Shot that ortho 80. You guys saw that video. Yeah. That's an amazing film. I just I need to get better with my handheld meter. But I'm I'm yeah I'm handheld metering shit and I'm shooting shooting a lot. Yeah. Good time. Man, oh, do you carry to... your handheld meter wherever you go? Not um, usually on top of the Leica. I've got a little Voigtlander that sits in the hot shoe. Oh. But when I shoot my medium format, the the six four five, I'll yeah. I'll hand meter that. Yeah. Okay, you're liking that little Voigtlander meter? Yeah, dude. It, so it like, and I I compared it to the um, Sekonic that I have, and both of them on reflective, they meter the almost uh, the exact same. I bet like one out of twenty times it was different, but reflective metering, it's pretty much right there with the Sekonic, but it doesn't oh. have incident like the Sekonic. So, yeah. Yeah. Those Sekonics are but, something else, dude. That little three three ninety eight is like, there's something about it, dude. Or three oh eight. You got three oh eight, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah, man. There's some that that little meter is something special, dude. Because like I trust that meter more than the more expensive five fifty eight. Like I don't know what yeah, it is it's... about that one, but I just trust it so much more than the other ones. Gotcha. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's good. I, that meter, the Sekonic meter, I, it's too light. I think I'm going to just drop it and break it. You know? 
So I need to open those little silicone cases. Put it, just put it on a lanyard and just carry it around your neck. I think you should light meter everything you do, even if you don't have a camera with you. You yeah, know, when, you, like, when you and your lady are just hanging out, just be like, hold on a real second. I just got to take that meter reading, a uh, light reading right there. <laughs> be like, hold up, girl. Let me light meter the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> bow, chicka, bow, wow. Sorry. That shit won't happen, Ed. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so I've been uh, incident metering things, shooting with a Leica, um, and sh- developing a lot of film. That's it. Okay. Nice. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying that Leica, man. We had bets on yeah. how long you were going to take before you uh, flipped it, and I don't think anybody had you last in longer than a week. I didn't want to like it, man. I didn't want to like it, but it's it's pretty awesome to shoot. Hell yeah. Rangefinder Convert. There it is. That's terrible. And the fact that I was nailing the focus on those shots, I was for sure. I was like, there's no way you can shoot fucking portraits with a rangefinder. What kind of disgusting human being would do that? And then I looked at the scans. I was like, ah, oh, shit. There's a lot of disgusting human beings that do that. Then. Yeah, oh, man. Speaking Damn of, did it. you guys just see Brian with the 90 that he's shooting with? That 92.8? Dude. Mm-hmm. That shit looks nice. so good. Yeah. Dude, that's another level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's another level. He's practicing. He's practicing. He's practicing. Yeah. When are you guys going to meet up, dude? Yeah, man. When we're is this throwdown happening? Yeah. Uh, we're planning. I'm I'm, I'm going to have surgery to fix my legs soon, so we're going to plan it around that. Yeah. Okay. Right yeah. on. But be, I'm still doing it. I'm going nice. to whoop his ass, too. Yeah. I love that he keeps checking in. Nice. He's ready, dude. I think, I think, <laughs> I think he thinks he's going to win. Uh, well, that's you what know, it sounds like. Really, USA versus Canada. Oh, dude, yeah, he's, man. He's really, really yeah, you better, you better hey, bring it. Isn't this oh, an can... Olympic year too? So we should be yeah. able to get a lot of US, a real oh good God. USA swag. Yes, yeah, bro. dude. Okay. We need like a grainy days Olympics swag. Okay, we get we need to get in touch with Dustin and get him to. <laughs> yeah, yep. man. Some some grainy days Olympic swag. Like there we a, go. A black track, track suit. Yeah, a black Leica versus a, a silver Leica. Then or if he can, or and shit. he can have yeah. like two Leicas, one with the Canadian flag um, theme, right. and then the other one with the USA theme. That's it, man. Yeah, I dig it. We're gonna have to get, yeah. some, we're gonna have to get some special edition stickers made. <sighs> okay, we'll hit them up. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. Man, this sounds like you've been having a good time, though. That sounds like you've you've been you've had a good month off. Yeah, it's been good, man. I'm. I'm Refreshed and revitalized. Let's do this. Nice. I can tell. Yeah, we, we are doing yeah. this. We, we've been live for like 11 minutes now. Uh, I know. Thanks, thanks, Dustin, for the update. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> well, welcome back. So, Ed, what have you been up to, man? Oh, man. Just, you know, I, I got back to work last week, last Thursday, but it's been just a uh, crazy amount of travel seeing the family then we hit up disneyland for a few days and you know man those kids really run me dry dude i'm just like oh too tired so but um i was able during my holiday season uh, shoot about 15 rolls of film which is kind of cool nice. um, yeah, that's but bit. it's also very expensive uh the bill's Ooh, gonna be so. over about 100 bucks to get Ooh. Ooh. yeah 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 that's, maybe i should have saved something one of my gift cards I had for that. 
But anyway. Uh, but yeah, it should be good. I, I shot a lot of uh, different things. There was some Metropolis in there that I shot at uh, Disneyland at the Galaxy's Edge. So I'm okay. really excited about that because I was able to shoot some Stormtroopers in Metropolis with, uh, with the Metropolis film. So fingers crossed that everything came out partially okay. decent. You know. Yeah, that's a rad film. What did you shoot that at? 200? Uh, I think it was 200. So, uh, I can't remember who was telling me. Oh, uh, Bartasek. Uh, Bartosek did like a 100, 200, 400 test, and yeah. he he said he got best results at 200. So I was still, it was pretty, uh, I had pretty good light at Disneyland. I wasn't uh, too overcast. So I shot some at 200, and I think I might have shot a few at 400, but hell if I'm going to be able to tell the, the difference. Um, yeah. yeah, so so I'm excited to see those and see how that goes. I also shot some purple there. Um, nice. Let's see. And then just some other random stuff. Of course, I took my Sardina. I took uh, the LC wide and the LCA. Brought those suckers, those little guys out again to play. Those guys are always fun to shoot. Um, other than that, let's see what else I had going on. Oh, today uh, or last week, I got a notification that my Lomagon was finally shipping. I had sent uh, Lomography some uh, messages. I, I reached out to one of my uh, connections I have in the Philippines who's a uh, she's part of the um, Loma community, but I was kind of hoping she might be able to contact, uh, get me in contact with somebody. But uh, she was on holiday herself, so by the time she responded, I had already gotten the FedEx uh, tracking. So it uh, it arrived today, so it's sitting on my porch uh, before the fa- somebody finds it. And uh, let's see what else I have going on. Um, let me see, I talked about that. Oh, the other thing too is right before the holiday, I had my Atlanta zine printed uh, some proofs to see um, how the color would come out from MagClap because I've never I never had color um, a color zine before so um, I wanted the color reproduction would be up there on the prints and I'm pretty happy with what now is just going between the saddle stitch and the perfect binding um, and just kind of see which one I, I like better Right now, I'm leaning towards the perfect binding only because I like the cover better. The cover's thicker, kind of, kind of like my, uh, like my two current uh, zines that I have. So it's that thick cardstock paper versus mm-hmm. uh, just, just a very uh, a thinner paper. Um, but I do like the way the saddle stitch, when you just lay it flat on the table, you see the whole image, right? Yep. Yeah. Because so, I have a couple of panoramics. Well, I have several panoramics in there that I did with half frame or the half frame uh, pano with uh, no spacing. So uh, I'm still I got I got to look at those a little bit more. Um, I'm hoping by the end of the month I'll make a decision and then uh, and then figure out when I'm gonna release the the Atlanta scene. But I really like it. Though. I like how it came out and, and turned out. So that's kind of cool. Um, nice. I'm, been having a lot of gas lately as you guys know oh boy. always yeah. uh, yes and today i finalized on a deal on a range finder uh Bessa r2a oh boy. Uh, heard of the recommendation of my man right here uh dustin and i was able to find a sweet deal on it so Woo-hoo. it was uh, it was uh, made to it was it was gonna happen so um but what? i do have what go ahead I was gonna say, what lens are you gonna burn on that thing? Oh, I'm putting that Lombo Minotaur I bought uh, at during their uh, uh, Black Friday. Black Friday. So I don't even think we've gotten a chance to talk about that lens on here yet, man. 
No, we didn't. So this is a, it's basically the lens that it's in my Lomo LCA. Uh, but I think this lens comes from the Russian plant versus the Chinese plant, but it's the same design. Um, but it's in a M mount and it's like super thin. It's like the, the thinnest pancake lens I've ever seen. And I think probably uh, it's that, so that thin. exists. It's so cool too. Uh, dude, and, it, and it's just like a body cap. Yeah. It's basically a body cap. Um, but it has that legendary um, LCA Minotaur uh, glass in it. So um, I'm, I'm excited to shoot it and, and to kind of do a comparison to my LCA and then uh, my Lomagon uh, and, and that kind of stuff. And just to see how it goes. But it, it's also nice that I, I've always wanted a BESA or a, a rangefinder of some kind. And I knew Leica was just way too expensive for what it is. And the best has always seemed to be a, a better buy, um, I think, uh, price-wise and stuff like that. And then, you know, some of the features and stuff. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited to shoot it and see see how it goes and see where it fits in my uh, my little arsenal of, uh, of cameras. I uh, Speaking of that, I, da- I offloaded five cameras already off of my list. Nice. So uh, I got those sold. Nice. Thank you. Uh, but I also just bought that <laughs> right. money, so it's all good. I retract um, the congrats. <laughs> that Minotaur well, lens, though, that Minotaur lens is so nice. Some yeah. of the shots that you were taking on your uh, XE3 on it, mm-hmm. the flaring that thing has is so cool. Yeah, yeah and, you know, it, it's not the sharpest lens, but it it has its own character. Um, and especially with the Fuji film sims, um, you, you kind of get that that old vintage feel to it. Cause I always felt the XF lenses, the ones that I have, the prime lenses from Fuji are just, are, are very sharp lenses. So even when you use that, that film preset, you're still getting a very sharp image. So even now I'm starting to dial back the sharpness. Yeah. Um, just because I kind of, you know, I like, I like that. Res- I like the way it looks without, you know, it being so sharp. And I, shot it with sharpness all the way up to like you know plus three or whatever and you can tell you know how sharp it gets and that kind of stuff and sometimes it's a little annoying to see because it's obvious right there's um, nothing like so. getting a fancy digital camera and then making it shoot worse <laughs> yeah right. yeah exactly so you know trying to make it a little more lo-fi yeah i feel you man <laughs> more film like uh, yeah more film like there you go um yeah. see what else do i Is that Bessa aperture priority? Yep. It is. It is. And, you know, I've been looking at them. Like I said, I got a sweet deal on it. But the prices that they normally go for would be way out of my price range. So I'm I'm really glad I was able to score this. Yeah, you got a good Um, deal on it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you to that kind sir who sold it to me for that price. Um, Let's see. Oh, I started posting some uh, on IG again, so I'm back on Instagram. Um, even though I was posting stories from time to time, and I was posting on my other on my other uh, IG account, but um, this year I'm kind of doing themes. So my half frame Friday, and then I started the new one, the La Sardina uh, Sunday. So I'll be posting images from you know on those two days on a regular basis, and then 
during the week I'll post some other color random shots and stuff like that. I just uh, just make it making it a little easier for myself. Um, plus, I have a ton of half frame shots that I want to share, um, and the, the sardina has just been a joy to shoot. Um, so uh, I got some good stuff off of those. So that's going to be fun. Did you- did you hear how fancy he is? He has themes now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, well, he's always 20, done 20. themes with like Half Frame Friday and stuff. So yeah, yeah. He's just, you know, he's just, just added to his he's themes. So, he's so pinky out. Yeah. This motherfucker is pinky out. The California style, bro. That's right. I, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yep. Uh, I'll drink to that. Uh, I'll drink to that. Thanks, brother. Thanks. Um, oh, and then I think uh, the last thing I want to say is I got uh, a big shout out to the Film Sweats. Or the, yeah, the Film Sweats. He also goes by the Fuji Sweats because he has an X-Pro One. Um, he sent me uh, another La Sardina. Uh, it's a do-it-yourself one, so you can paint on it. So my plan is to um, either work with my oldest, who's an artist, and she likes to draw and does really good stuff. And see if we can come up with a theme for like a the Dia de los Muertos, a Day of the Dead uh, theme for it, because I think um, you know Lomo could could use a, a Latin theme on their uh, on their cameras, especially this kind of camera. So um, so put some skulls and that kind of stuff and some colors and stuff. That's pretty much what what it comes down to. Uh, if not. Um, maybe find a local artist who can help me, you know, spru- uh, spruce it up a little and, and give it that kind of a paint job. So it's an all white body. Um, so kind of hoping I can get something like that and I could just have a, another Sardina to shoot, you know, around Halloween time and, you know, call it a cool. Halloween themed uh, camera and stuff like that. Um, the cool thing is in that, because it's a do it yourself, they give you a couple of backs that you can customize or, or an extra back to customize. So, um, seems pretty cool. So I might be able to do it. Uh, have a couple of designs uh, cool. available. Yeah, yeah. So a big shout out to the Film Sweats uh, and uh, for sending that. Oh, he also sent me a bunch of like old school stickers um, and an old school Fuji bag. Like, Ooh. like, yeah. It, it, but it's like a little paper bag. Um, it's a little smaller than a sandwich bag, but it's like maybe he got it or someone got it when they bought some film and then they just put it in that Fuji branded bag. It's really cool. It's very retro and stuff. So, so it's pretty been awesome. sitting so in some hoarder's drawer for years pretty and much. years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, he put a bunch of stickers in there. Uh, so now I just got more stickers to add to my, uh, to my scanner. And I did put one of the Granny Days uh, stickers on my scanner, Dustin. So, nice. Uh, and I, I, I think, I don't, I think I sent you a photo. Yeah. So basically, I, I covered the Epson label on it. But <laughs> oh, right there. There you go. Um, other than that, man, I, I that's it. Just kind of going down, uh, which I, we might be talking about film prices later and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll chat about that so, in a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think so, that's where I'm at right now. I've got a lot of gas. But yeah. I do have gas. A, a lot of gas in 2020. Anyway, sir, how about you? <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool that you finally landed on the, the R2A because you were fighting with the Bessa T for a minute there, right? Wasn't it the yeah. T? Yeah, the Bessa T. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's over. That's a different story, and it's all good now. 
So yeah. we're all good. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad you ended up upgrading to a camera that you'll be able to get a little bit more function out of. Anyway, right. so yeah, right on. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, man. So for me, um, it's just it's been it's been fun, man. Like I went to to um, Mobile to see my family for Christmas. Uh, it was like the first time I've been able to spend Christmas with my family in like almost a decade. Uh, just because of like work schedule nice. with with my wife and everything, she used to be a dispatcher at nine one one and would always work on Christmas. So, uh, you know, I spend a lot of holidays by myself, uh, and it was nice to see family. And it's a really chill week. I like way overpacked for it, man. I like went down there. I was like, I'm gonna take so many photos. I'm gonna do this. Uh, I took my Hasselblad. I took my Shikam 124G, I took uh, the Bessa, I took my X-T3, and my Stylus Epic, and I was like, I'm, I'm just going to take so many photos. Uh, oh, and I took my La Sardina with me as well. I finished a roll of black and white in the Stylus Epic, and then loaded up some Lomo Purple and started shooting that I got about a half a roll done there, and then that's all I shot. Yeah, everybody's shooting that Lomo purple. Yeah, but my XT3 got a lot of love, so I took my um, my XT3 and my Instax printer, which you guys have heard me rave about, mm-hmm. and I shot about five packs of Instax through that. Uh, it's just so much fun to use yeah. that printer, man. It's like. It's so much better than just the Instax cameras. Like I know it's like cheating shooting digital and then sending it to the printer, but it's like such good quality and it's so much fun to see those prints and people absolutely love it. Like I went over yeah. to my grandparents' house and my cousins and everybody were just like falling in love with like how cool it was that I could snap a picture off and have it printing like immediately. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We got a lot of cool stuff off of that. And, you know, it still looks like Instax, too, so it's not all super crispy like it is on the, right. the screen. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then when we got back, you know, we had New Year's Eve, and, uh, you know, Eve had to work it. They had, like, a county thing, uh, and she's the emergency management coordinator for our county. So uh, she had to be there, and I was like, no thanks. So I just took off with the night and uh, grabbed my Crown Graphic. And while everybody was out drinking and partying, I decided to, you know, brave the 31-degree night, which is pretty chilly for the south down here, you know, Um, and shoot some large format. So that was a lot of fun. I think I I was out until, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I was out about 8 hours and shot 12 sheets. I still haven't developed it. I've been super lazy as far as developing was. Yeah, man, it's yeah. just you gotta sitting... develop it, man. Yeah, I know. Well, I've got to get some C41 because most of it was color film, so I've got to get uh. some chems for that. Uh, only three of the shots were in black and white, so uh, I mean, I guess I could get those done pretty quickly. But I've just been waiting. Uh, I haven't even been waiting. I've just been lazy, I suppose. Um, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I also loaded up my Horizon with some Metropolis, and I took that out with me too and got a couple shots so i can't wait to see how that goes some metropolis at night in the horizon so that should be fun uh and which is cool because i got most of the shots i wanted to 
Um, I've hoped they'd come out, but I was able to get most of the shots I wanted while I was out that night, except for maybe three or four. And I'm trying to kind of like appreciate the stuff close to home, you know, because I always like drive out to Atlanta when I want to do something interesting because, you know, obviously it's the city. It's a big city. It's got to have cool shit in it, right? So uh, I said, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to hang out in my county and I'm going to drive. I don't think I drove more than five miles the other night and I found a lot of really cool spots that I took pictures of and we'll see how it goes. But uh, I was that's kind of something I want to do more is like try to find interesting things close to me versus having to go and search and find stuff. Um, other than that, man, like I haven't, I haven't sold any cameras like you fellas. I haven't bought any cameras, but I did acquire a new camera. Mr. McDonald sent me a K1000, never shot a Pentax before. And now I have a K1000 kicking about. Yeah. Have you developed any of the film from it yet? I haven't even finished a roll in it yet, man. Oh man. I've been taking it to work with me, and I just haven't been super inspired to shoot it, honestly. Like, I did a little street... It's also been, like, cold and raining, too, you know, for, like, the past week. Yeah. So, um, Same here. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I did get out the other day while I was working. I put it in my backpack while I was, like, walking around Atlanta and, like, going from account to account. And I got a couple pictures, like, of downtown and the rain and stuff. So, we'll see how that goes, but... Uh, I haven't I haven't finished a roll in it yet. I think I put a roll of Tri-X in it. I know it's at 400, so it might be Tri-X. It might be something else. I don't even remember what's in there right now. We'll just, it, it's like a it's, a it's a mystery. It'll be fun to see when I pop that back what it actually is. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah. It's been fun. So, uh, you know, mentioned um, that K1000, which was, which was a Christmas gift from Mac. Um, but we didn't talk about our emulsive Santas. So what did you guys... I'll go last on this one. What did you guys get for your emulsive Santa? Do you know who you were matched with? Did you know your matches? No, I Mine? didn't know my match. And, uh, <laughs> but he did introduce himself. Uh, but I can't remember his name. But I think he's out of Latin America somewhere. Um, so I got... Uh, he sent uh, through the FPP a, a nice five-pack of Kodak film. It's a sampler pack. Okay. Um, so, more Portra, a little Portra 800 in there, and some TX and some T Max and stuff like that. Ektar. Uh, so, yeah. So, thank you very much, sir, for that. Um, right on. That's it. Yep. So, Mac, we know you got some code, some Lomo 400. Is what else did you get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sent me Lomo 400 uh, Lady Gray, the black and white film 400, a three pack of that. So, two three packs. Got me the um, Diana Mini with the flash. Uh, that camera is it's so sharp. I, I put some 800T in that and was running the flash and was taking photos, and it looked amazing. Nice. Um, Doesn't that have yeah. a half-frame mode on it, too? You can get in on the half-frame craze. <laughs> yeah, I would never do that. But, yeah, it does have that option. <laughs> Why would <laughs> yeah. you never do that? Because uh, <laughs> it's already done it. I can't oh, okay. do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over that. So, um, yeah, and a bunch of other stuff too. Like it was, it was really nice. Uh, and then I, she ended up sending me uh, an email saying, "Hey, I had fun putting together your gift." She sent me some other stuff like food or something. I, I don't know, but it was it was amazing, very thoughtful. And then this uh, this punk named Dustin sent me some cool stuff too. 
So it was like just raining. Uh, and then there was like an emulsive drawing for the Secret Santas or something mm-hmm. that Alaris was giving away stuff. And I got like uh, a couple sleeves of film from Alaris that they were giving away to this the Secret Santa participants. So I oh, ended nice. up winning that too. Yeah, it was like fucking raining film. And I was like, this is amazing. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't even a good boy in 2019, and Santa definitely. Oh, don't we know? That shit up. Yeah. Well, I guess you could say Kodak gave you a golden shower. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. Oh. I, would never, I, would, I, I would, I would, never say that. Sounds, sounds terrible, sir. Oh well. Anyway. So Ed, you're your yeah. secret Santa. Let's hear about it. I just. Yeah, uh, did. No, Dustin, I did already. You yeah. weren't paying attention. Yeah, he, he did. He, hey, he wait, said he got I, some, some stuff. Uh, although, you know, you did get a pinhole. You've been talking about a pinhole for oh, a little oh, while, too. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that's part of my... Yeah, so another beautiful thing that I got, which was awesome and was waiting for me in Moore Bay when we got there after Christmas, was uh, a 4 by 5 pinhole that my, my good buddy Dustin sent me and, and some... Uh, was it P30? Uh, can't remember. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Alpha. Street Candy. Some street and candy, yeah, thirty alpha, and some uh, street candy. Yes, yeah. So uh, thank you very much, sir. I yeah, man. need to figure out um, my steps there with the four by five. I'm excited to to try it out and um, see, you know, see what I can make with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, speaking of that, when I, I I got a package in the mail that had some of that on direct positive, and when I saw that, I was like, oh man, that would go good in that four by five. I sent Ed. <laughs> um yeah yeah so my secret santa is was a sneaky one um i got a roll of lomo metropolis uh in 35 and 120 and a roll of lomo purple in 35 and 120 and some of the new ortho 80 and some dog treats some stickers some saltwater taffy some uh a print, like all kinds of cool shit. And then I get to the bottom of it and it's a letter from Mr. Conde who was talking shit about his um, match <laughs> the whole time. And I'm, I'm like, this That's motherfucker. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good That's job. Insane. Good job. You're I was welcome. like, you know, I was talking shit us too. I was like, this guy, he hasn't messaged me or anything. And it makes sense now because why do you need to message me to get information? You already know me. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why, yeah. I mean, if you remember, I mean, and folks who are listening to this, you can go back a couple of episodes where we were talking about, like, uh, 4x5 paper, and I was just asking, like, questions. Yeah. Like, well, what do you think about the positive paper? And you kind of shit on it. But but then I figured, yeah, only because he doesn't have any. So if you had some, Did I shit on it, though? Well, you just said it's too expensive. Then. Probably. No, because I was asking, I said, well, what if I just shoot direct positive? Wouldn't that be easier? And you're like... Well, it's too expensive. If you go with this film, I think you were giving oh, me yeah, another yeah. thing. Another yeah, option. I think I think that yeah. was so much talking shit on it as like yeah. giving you cheaper options to practice. Right, right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. and and I think and I think because you develop your own direct yeah. positive, you know, for you would probably work better. Where with me, I'd rather just develop it like like normal film and then scan it. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try some portraits on it because it's like ISO 25 or something like that. It's it's pretty low. 
So yeah. it's going to be fun, yeah. to, fun to play with. And then I can trade, develop it. So, yeah, I'm excited to try it out. I actually have a couple sheets loaded up, and I took it with me to go shoot some nighttime. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm not going to be able to expose anything on this stuff. We'll be here for eight hours. <laughs> nice. So that but, was yeah, cool. Yeah, man, I figured, I, yeah, I, 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 when I was putting it together, so my daughter did the drawing on top of the um, on top of the box. Okay. So that, yeah, and that she goes, Dad, should I sign it? Because normally I tell her whenever you do a drawing, make sure you sign your name. Or oh. actually, what she likes to do is she likes to put her fingerprint. But then I okay. told her the problems of putting her fingerprint is that somebody could possibly lift her fingerprint mm-hmm. and put her fingerprint somewhere else where it shouldn't be, and you know, security. I, I'm always thinking about like ways to get screwed in life, you know, security-wise. Yeah. Anyway, um, but you know, she likes to do that, and, and she goes, "Well, I can put my initials." I'm like. Yeah, we could do the initials, but then what if he finds? What if he kind of puts two to two together? Because we've been just talking about, you know, when whenever we talk about it, most of yeah. I always bring something up. So I'm like, ah, this time, kid, just just hold off. <laughs> well, I did, I did like that little touch. <laughs> that was something that I even commented to, you know, to my wife. I was like, look at this, man. It's like such a cool little package sitting under the tree. Yeah. And I think I even sent you guys a, a, a in the little admin group that we yeah. have. Uh, yeah. I sent a picture about it. I was like, look at this, like. <clears throat> cool yep. little drawing on top yeah so tell tell her i appreciate that that's super uh, much you did a great job i actually actually have it on I, I like folded the top of it up and it's on my bookshelf so i didn't even throw it away yeah um yeah so it was really cool i i enjoyed it i got some cool stuff like i said i loaded that um that roll of metropolis up and stuck it in my horizon and the purple is in my um, my stylus epic, and that's I'm I'm testing it out and see how it rolls. Uh, cool. Yeah. So I think uh, I I also ordered a couple roll. I say I ordered. Um, previous guest Eric O'Hara posted up some um, a couple rolls of Metropolis that I ended up buying off of him. And I'm gonna have some more in 35 millimeter to play with, and then um, I bought up a ton of Pro Image. So I'm going to be shooting that yes. pretty soon because 2020 is the year of color for me. Um, now that I found this lab that I can, that I trust and I get some really good, really good scans and stuff back, I'm going to sh- start shooting a lot more yes. color and I really dig that film. So I bought a bunch of it in 35 millimeter, of course. Um, and then I think I'm done with 35 millimeter after all of that. Um, or at least it's not going to be my go-to anymore. I think I'm kind of going to start moving towards medium format more and large format but what would you shoot all the time medium format wise my yashica mat um but i'm mostly Uh. anytime i would take my um 35 millimeter out it is probably going to be my xt3 from now on um because it's it's getting too expensive film is too expensive now to um yeah just blast it off like i have been especially like with developing and everything so uh, I've been having a lot of fun shooting my Fuji, and I'm just going to move that portion of my shooting, like my daily life and whatnot, to digital and save like when I actually want to take a photo and be like quote-unquote artistic or be a you know quote-unquote photographer. Yeah. I'll take out my Shikabad or, you know, I'll still shoot 35mm, don't get me wrong. Like if I want to have fun with it, like I can still, I'm not saying I'm going to abandon it. But, like, just my daily, like, running, gunning, and playing around and whatever is not going to be on film anymore just because 
you know, economically it doesn't make sense for me. I don't make, you know, the the cheddar to just be blasting film off all day every day. So when you want to slow down, you're going to shoot film is what you're saying? No, not necessarily when I want to slow down. Just when I want to, like, that was a joke. Money. make yeah, a... When I, when, I, when I want to do something of quality, I'm going to shoot film. I hear you. I hear you. That was a yeah. terrible part of Michael Bartosek joke. And it just... Yeah, we're better than that, man. Let's not, let's true. not ride that. Be better. In 2020, be better. I want to say he said that ever since he got his XP X Pro Two, he's he's actually slowed down. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good, good, yeah, good for him. Really, you know, and I knew he would enjoy it. Right. It's it just it was just a matter of time. It, it's just getting him over that hump and just like just buy it. Yeah. Play with it. Yeah. Understand it, and then and now yeah. he's like, yeah. That camera has yeah. hypnotized him. Yeah, it has. It has. That's good. I think part of it too has been his girlfriend being out of town and him like having to spend a lot of time with his thoughts. I think like once, yeah. I think like once he's like got his normal company around and he's like getting back into the normal swing of things, we'll see. We'll see Michael get back to normal. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, be she back. shoots. Um, you know, they went to Joshua. He was showing us some photos and stuff. Yeah. And and you know she's still shooting film, and while he's shooting digital, so. There's still going to be film in the home. In, in, at right. home I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's the day is good. saved. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the of film getting more expensive now, you know, obviously, it's 2020 as of what's today, the fourth, sixth. So five days ago, the Kodak price increase yeah. um, went into effect. What do you guys? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, we knew it was coming, and you know, everybody doing their last grab. Uh, I know I was doing the last grab off of Amazon, especially that price on that pro image um, yeah. and, or anywhere else you can get, you can get uh, film. So uh, aside from the Lomo 800 that I purchased today, because their prices went up as well. Um, and it's all due to just Kodak, you know, uh, Kodak feeds, feeds into, into their, their stock as well. So, um, you know, they had to, they had to increase price. So um, I bought some myself, not at that price, at a different price. Just to stock up, and like you, I think this is gonna be my my fade, you know, back into digital, I guess, or yeah. or or specialize and just shoot, you know, the film on certain cameras, and you know, this is also part of my whole downsizing and just keeping certain cameras that I love to shoot um, because of what the characteristics it gives me versus what I can't get off of my Fujis and, and so forth. So. Anything that I can, like more 35 millimeter SLR, that's just a normal lens. Um, you know, those are probably going to go away. Um, and then, you know, keep my keep the medium formats because those have some value. So in case I ever need money down the line, I can get rid of those later. Yeah. 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 I think um, really the only way it's impacted me is I'm not going to shoot less film, or I, it looks like I'm just going to pay more for film because unfortunately I'm a kodak portrait 800 fanboy so i mean that's that's my film i'm not gonna stop shooting that you know uh, that so happen? yeah and wait wait wait! didn't you just say lomo 400 was your favorite film <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> what the even... fuck 
Can I even get to that? I'm like, I this is all. A, this is a bunch of fake news in here, Some guys. Foreshadowing for the, you. This is the this is the fake news network. That's that's what's happening right no, now. No, don't brand um, us that. Don't 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 do that. <laughs> no, listen. So, um, but Portrait 800 did go up to like 11 bucks a roll or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah. I saw on B and H. But um, you know, there's still some like old stock around that, that price, and I I didn't really respect this price increase because Fuji <laughs> cried wolf before, and that price increase I didn't really see roll over for a while, right? If any. I mean, I can still buy. Well, it did, but it just people all nobody. The thing is, like nobody pays attention to Fuji because they want to shit on it so much. So I don't think that they they realize the difference in that price increase. But I think you're right, dude. This Kodak increase like definitely seems to have hit harder than that Fuji increase. For sure. I mean, Kodak said at the beginning of the year, and they weren't lying. At the beginning of the year, I checked Freestyle Photo, and sure enough, their prices went up. You know, whatever the little increases was on day one. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Fuji, we would say, yeah, we're going to do a price increase. And it didn't happen for like another 30 days or something like that. And it was what? Yeah, it was, right. yeah, it was it only 10 yeah. or it was like 10, 15 percent too. This, yeah, yeah. This, it was a smaller um, percentage. Small, yeah. yeah. And people yeah. lost their mind over it, though. The thing oh, is, yeah, like, yeah. people yeah. lost their mind over that. And mm-hmm. and now look at this. Like, I, I, there are people who are like apologetic about Kodak raising their prices. And like, I get it. They've got to invest in the infrastructure. I get it. But it, it's it's expensive now. Like, I was, um, you know, I was on Facebook and somebody posted a link to uh, Portra on. I think it was Portra One Sixty uh, for ten sheets of eight by ten is two hundred dollars now. That's crazy. Two hundred dollars yeah. for ten sheets of film, and then the four by five. It's fifty dollars for a pack of Ektar for ten sheets right. of Ektar now. That's the freezer stock, dude. They're, they're just selling what they yeah. have left. They're, they're like Fuji. They have this basement of, of freezers. Let's start that rumor. But no, it's, it is ridiculous. Um, and the, the portrait eight hundred almost. That's like way too much dude they they just priced themselves out but what sucks is there's not really a lot of good 800 alternatives anymore yeah so, well, and, but like and if you want to go with lomo difference. yeah yeah lomo's not any cheaper for i mean for the quality difference right if you go look at lomo right now for 800 what is that that's uh that's I, I 27 dollars a roll 27.95 i think for, oh for not a roll pack. that's for that's for three that's for yeah three that's yeah for three pack yeah so so it's like nine bucks a roll that's for, for Lomo 800, which is probably, uh, I don't even want to speculate what it is, but it's not Portrait 800. So I'm going to pay nine bucks a roll for that. Uh, I mean, got, people, have been getting, people have been getting good results out of it, man. You guys know what I'm it's interested to see now? Like, I'm what I'm real interested to see is what happens with Cinestill. Because, yeah. you oh, know, I'm wondering. They're... So they've <laughs> been out of stock for, what, um, three months now since their last... Yeah their last thing so i'm wondering if they have film that they're just sitting on and they knew about this increase and they're waiting and now they're going to drop film that they got at a cheaper price i'm just speculating obviously like i don't want to talk talk a lot of crap on cinestill but you know they, they've obviously got a production run already on site so i'm wondering if this next batch if they'll sell at their normal like 11 dollars for 120 and like eleven dollars for you know essentially like eleven dollars a roll or if we're gonna see when they restock we're gonna see a price increase from them as well i i would assume that there's gonna be a price increase because it's kodak film right and, but and I'm kodak saying... but kodak even said 
that any if you had any orders, your orders were going to be canceled and they were going to be adjusted to the new price. Right. In that whole thing. Cold. But what well, I'm saying is, is they've been out of stock for three months. So I'm wondering if they yeah. have film that they've already got produced and ready to go that they've just been sitting on waiting. Uh, that's going yeah, to get the price increase or if it's going to be. Um, well, well, I just parked. Let me check Freestyle Photo and see what they have as far as Cinestill. See if it's a uh, if it's a different price. But well, I just I mean, checked if, Cinestill's website and it's it's out of stock, but it's still priced at eleven ninety nine a roll. Um, is that for okay? T. So, I'm, okay, that's on their website. Yeah, that's on Cinestill's site. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Freestyle's selling it for thirteen nineteen. So I wonder if that's the show... new price, thirteen nineteen. Probably. Well, Probably. yeah, because if Cinestill is selling theirs, say wholesale, let's just say they they're giving their customers a a, a, a cheaper price by two bucks or whatever, yeah, it could be, it could be, it could be. This is what retail will sell it for. Right. right. I mean, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. That means it's going to be twenty dollars a roll here, because it was already like eighteen something if I was to purchase it in store here. Yeah, and, and you know, again, like those guys, like local shops, they get it from a district which is not Cinestill, which is probably somebody else, and so they have to tack it on the price. So yeah, so by the time you get it from a guy that's local, yeah, you could be upwards to fifteen, sixteen dollars a roll. Where yep. if you just ordered it online, you know, but then you go back. Well, do I want to support local or not? Yeah, you can't really win. You can't really win. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about it. Um, I'm mostly just going to start shooting uh, Ilford film for black and white. I mean, I already was anyway with shooting HP5, but... Um, and then I'm just going to wear down my color stock, and I'll play it by ear from there, you know? But it, it what does suck mm-hmm. is, you know, I've got this project that I want to do on 4x5, and I've got to spend 50 bucks a pack of Ektar now, you know, for this project, and yeah. that hurts. That hurts, yeah. which is part yeah. of the reason why I'm paring down my 35 millimeter shooting is so I can afford to shoot the four by five more. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean I got a crap load of 35 millimeter film like my old Fuji C200 that I had been freezing. I got the I got all that gold. And speaking of gold, and when I went to go drop off my film, I went to go look to see what gold was going for. It went up two dollars at the Sammy's where I drop off my film, where I used to buy it for 11.99. During the gold rush, or not during really the gold the real, rush, not really the gold rush, but during the conspiracy of gold going away. Yeah, when you were when you were hyping it up so much. When I was hyping it up, yeah, uh, it was eleven ninety nine and and eight ninety nine for twenty four uh, exposures. Now it's thirteen ninety something, uh, thirteen ninety nine, and I think eleven ninety nine for the twenty four exposure. Yeah. So. I got well, a bunch Fuji of gold still too. maintains to be like nine ninety nine for their pack. So yeah, I bought yeah. up a bunch of gold when the gold rush was happening. Um, when it was like two bucks a roll or whatever, or two bucks for the yeah. three pack. I got. I think I have like um, was it fifteen rolls now, something like that. So I've got a pretty mm-hmm. good chunk of gold to last me a little while too. And then a bunch of yeah. Agfa Vista. I think I still have eight rolls of Agfa Vista four hundred left, and a couple rolls of the. Um, Vista 200, which I'm pretty sure is just C200 and Superior 400, yep. but um, yeah. and I've got a bunch of that from when Walmart had their sale 
last year. So I've got a good stash of color film uh, mm-hmm. that I can go through. Yeah. More than enough to last me this year. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think um, uh, I think I'll just got to start going down. And then if once I get to a point where I need to restock, I'll just wait till I have something to shoot and just restock at that point as opposed to unless I find deals, you know. You know, yeah. if we find some like somebody's dumping a bunch of expired film, like B and H or use camera photo pro, whatever they're called, um, you know, if they're dropping in like at two or three bucks a roll, hell, I'm gonna jumping all over that shit. But uh, I don't but yeah, not, not at these half price. I don't really have any interest in expired film. I'm just gonna shoot what I have and go from there. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Just shoot fresh from there. Because I don't, I don't really yeah. want to deal with expired film. It's, it just, you know, I want a consistent look at this point. You know, it's just not for me. Well, that's why you have your Fuji. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can have the, but I have my Fuji for a certain look. You know, I, I only have a couple different settings I shoot that on. I'm not super experimental with that. I have the settings that I like, and that's what I shoot. So. I'm not super worried about that, but you know, film is fun, um, and shooting 35 millimeter is fun. So that's kind of what I, I think. All of those rolls of gold are just gonna stay in the La Sardina, and that's what I'm gonna use for that camera. It's just gold, yep. because 200 seems like a good speed for it. It, it you know it works well. Yeah, it works well. 200. I think I've, I think I have a roll of 3200 that I put in there. Oh wow! <laughs> and I got to see how that goes. And you know, and I stocked up on the P thirty two hundred earlier last year because they were they were selling it. I found a place that was selling it for like seven ninety a roll. But I'm sure that thing has also gone up in price as well. The oh P3200. yeah, it did. Yeah, which is so. another film. Um, you know, nighttime photography is pretty much relegated to the digital. It just does it so well. You know. Mhm. I can't afford to drop thirteen dollars a roll anymore on film. I just. It's not in the budget at this point. 2019 is a tight year for me, so it's just not in the budget this year. Yep. Damn. Yeah. You guys are not sad. I mean, you know, I'm not getting rid of film. I'm not. I don't want it to sound like I'm saying like "fu film, go away." But I just, you know, different people, different situations. I'm not saying that other people shouldn't shoot film. Just I'm making an economical choice for myself. Uh, that just happens to mean buying less film this year. Next year might be different. Quick question. Kodak said they can't keep up with demand. They need to raise capital and buy more shit to produce film. Do you guys think once they buy more machines or equipment or build out infrastructure or streamline processes to uh, put out more film, do you think that uh, the economy of scale and the savings they receive from that, they'll trickle back down to us. Not at all. I don't believe for a no. uh, second that that's going to happen. This is the new normal price. This is the new yes. baseline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, the why question we were... Uh, why, why would they? Yeah, you know, exactly. It doesn't make any sense they? for them to do that. No. Because they're going to get no. people accumulated, and, and who knows how long it's going to take them to get... Because you know, they're not just going to build infrastructure overnight. It's probably going to take them a couple years of these raised prices to actually 
hit whatever goal they're you know i'm just speaking out of my ass this is all speculation but i would imagine it's probably going to take them a couple years to raise any sort of capital and then they're going to have to plan it and fund it and build it and then how long is it going to take to build it so i'm realistically thinking we're we're five years out from any sort of actual relief for kodak at this point you know by then people are going to be people are going to be used to these prices by then it's not going to go back down and i think the thing that people need to look out for is everybody raising to meet this you know price level you know ilford film is the cheapest on the market right now you know you can get a roll of hp5 for like two and a half dollars cheaper than triax at this point um their bulk rolls are already forty dollars cheaper before the increase you can get mm. a pack of four by five. Uh, you can get HP five for um, it's like thirty eight dollars for twenty five sheets versus forty dollars for ten sheets of of Triax. So I mean, yeah, Il- Ilford is is well under Codex prices at the moment, and I don't expect it to stay that way for long, and and nor should it. Like you know, if the market is leveling out at a certain area. It doesn't make sense for them fiscally to stay below that. You know, sure they're going to sell more film, but if the market is showing that you could sell that film at more, it's ludicrous to stay underneath it. You know. Yep. Yep. They need to make color film, and then we can all just go to Ilford and keep it twenty-five percent under Kodak. I'll, I'll shoot Ilford. I don't think Ilford can make color film. Uh, I think they were like blocked by law from doing it for something to do with like a monopoly in England or something. Oh, really? Because I think at one point, yeah, I, man, I heard this somewhere. Maybe um, that's an old law. It's that is crazy like, sounding. Well, it's because they were, at one point, they did have a color film uh, and they were the only option for a while. So, like, under like the UK monopoly laws or something. Um, that's why they gotcha. stick to black and white only. I don't, I'm not ex- like, take what you're hearing with a grain of salt because, you know, I don't, I don't want to like run my mouth. Obviously I've been running my mouth, but I, you know, I caution you to not, to do your own research on this because I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. You know what they so, should do? They should, uh, they should have Fuji make color film for them and say it's over film and then Fuji, they make film for Fuji and. Yeah, you see where I'm going with that. Yeah, it could Man, be. you know, I still haven't bought any Acros too yet. Like, I was so what? hyped for it. I was so hyped for it. I just haven't been able to afford it. Uh, you know, shipping from Japan. Like, you know, I set up a Japanese Amazon account and I put some in my cart and I sat there and I really thought hard about it. But I just, man, I just haven't been able to pull the trigger on it yet. I'm just gonna wait until. It's available in America. Everything I've seen, it's you know, it's close enough to the new to the old one that I'm happy enough to be able to spend the money on it. And I will when it's released here. I'll buy it and I'll be happy with it. Um, but I still have right. a ton of Acros, man. Yeah, yeah, you do. You showed us our your fridge. You have a shitload. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got like, I think twelve rolls of thirty five millimeter, which is not a ton, but you know it's a good bit. But I've got like eighty rolls in one twenty. So I've got, a, I've got enough oh. to last me a little while. Hey, so mm. talking about the price increase, though, I mean, we do, like we talked about, you know, Lomo having to, like, carry over those price increases because 
we're speculating that the film inside of their canisters, or some of it at least, is Kodak. Of course, some of the, the Metropolis Chrome is 100% theirs, yeah. but um, yeah. So, but I think up, people yeah, have man. known that for. I think people have like low key known just without right. knowing. Right. But I think this this price increase kind of is like a like a nod. Like okay, yeah, we're not gonna come out right and say it, but like come on, you know. I mean, there's yes. only one. Is it? I mean, there's really only one or two companies making color film. So we right, know Fuji right. doesn't really like to share much. Well, actually, now they're they're sharing with Ilford, I guess. But, <laughs> right. And yeah. they or they have in the past. But they're well, Ilford, already. Ilford so. has yeah. been. Good. Fuji has a C41 black and white that's only available in um, well, the UK. That, it, it's the it, C. Oh, the, it's only really. Yeah, it's only available in the in the UK, and it is a still available film in the UK that Ilford has always made for them. So, hmm. it's it's not like it's a brand new relationship. Like this is right. something that they've been doing for a while and sharing resources, which is smart. That's the way they're going to survive. Yeah, they're bros. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I have no problems yeah, with the Acros being made in the UK, even if even if Ilford's only coding it for them, like. All I wanted was for the reciprocity to be similar, and the reciprocity is pretty much identical, which means you can shoot at night on Acros just like I wanted to be able to do, and there you go. That's all I care about. It's still got yep. it's still the best reciprocity in the game, so there we go. Yeah. The only reason I'm mad about the price increase, other than being a Portrait 800 fanboy and having to pay for that dearly, is uh, my Secret Santa sent me that Lomo film, and now I'm a uh, Lomo 400 fanboy, and man. it's 11, 11 billion a roll now. And it's like, well, shit, I get to shoot Portra, and I don't yeah. like Portra, so I'll just keep shooting now $11 a roll Portra 800. That's my life, guys. Oof. That's my life. Oof. Oof. That's harsh. Oof. Man, you know. Yeah. Wait, how, and how much is your film processing for that one yeah. roll? Well, Not he's much. doing it himself, right? So oh. you're, he, it's negligible. Yeah. Like a couple oh, of dollar oh, a roll, a couple bucks a roll. Oh, okay. Well, okay, so let's talk about that now. So what else, because of these film price increases, what else is going to increase? Is chemicals are going to go up? Well, tetanol, uh, yeah, I already, uh, chemicals have already shot up from tetanol having their oh. issues. And it's yeah, out of they, stock yeah. every freaking where. Yeah. Yeah, I never used it. You know, yeah, I've got to get some just for four by five. My lab doesn't do four by five, and for pinhole because, you know, their own old machines. They're scan. They're I think they use of, I think it's Frontiers. I think they're using Frontiers, and it doesn't do the six by twelve. So, uh, and so when I'm shooting my pinhole, I can't get them to scan it there either, or do any four by five for me. So I'm still doing that color on my own. So I've got to get some freaking chemicals and if i ever see it come back in stock i'm just gonna buy like a stack of that and let it sit under my counter gotcha yeah oh man well i mean kodak has to increase those prices to do what they got to do right yeah supposedly i mean look they gotta do what they gotta do the film i'm like I know I said I, I was a little like harsh with people like being apologetic, but I think that's a good thing because that means people are still willing to support, 
even with the price increase. So I don't think it's a bad thing that people are being apologetic. What aggravates me about it is people were so ready to get their pitchforks and torches ready to go for after Fuji. Fuji for everything Fuji right. does. And like, yes. oh, well, Fuji's yes. discontinuing this and blah, blah, blah. That's well, true. they just, they just brought a stock back, though. They just brought a stock back. You can't be mad at Fuji for doing what's right for their company. It's not yeah. anything to do with the film community. They're not, like, saying, you know, put, you know, thumbing off the freaking community or whatever they're they're doing what's right for them as a business and kodak is doing the same thing you can't get mad at fuji for being a smarter business than kodak you know it it, that's what aggravates me about the whole thing it's people are so ready to go after fuji for every little thing but kodak just gets a pass every single time it's like oh that's okay kodak you weren't smart you couldn't manage your money you need the money we're okay with it fuji doesn't need the money so screw them Here's my wallet, Kodak. Just take what you need. Yeah. That's, Shut that's up and that's take my do, money. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But look, look, dude. The Fuji Acros thing. Let's talk about that for one second. So here, here's uh, how I look at that. The they knew they were gonna bring out the other line, so they like cancel the line, uh, the most revered line, and people were like, "Oh, it's dying." And then they sat and watched it, knowing the whole damn time that a few months later, once they signed the contract, they were bringing that shit back. They were gonna find a way to make it cheaper. That's exactly what they did. And then everybody, you know, they're like, "Hey, they brought they brought a film back." They didn't. They well, just repurposed it. They re so version two dot Something I I don't know who I was listening to today, but Japan has actually done something similar to what happened with the Kodachrome, and certain photochemicals have been outlawed in Japan now. And somebody was speculating that that's that maybe some of those chemicals were in the Acros lineup because it happened right before Fuji canceled Acros one, so possibly whatever is illegal in Japan now is legal in the UK to still be used. Okay, but so. whatever. It was a, a, a self... They created a crisis and saved themselves knowing that they were going to save themselves probably. No, I don't, I don't think no, they created a crisis. I don't crisis. think they created a crisis, and I don't think that... I mean, because it took them a year, o- over a year, and I know film developing are like... I know it takes a while to develop a new film, but when you're bringing back an old emulsion, like they may have only had to tweak a couple things on this one because from what it looks like, right. it's only just a little bit of contrast that's missing. It otherwise looks really freaking similar. So I think that, yeah. in my opinion, the theory that makes the most sense right now is those chemicals that they needed in Japan, they knew they were going to run out of. I don't think they expected to run out as quickly as they did, and maybe they thought that they would make it through their stock until they were able to get this new line up and running. Who knows? No, I mean, you can, Again, always, speculation, you can always think but... about it. It's like, it's like when Chevy killed off the Camaro, only to bring it back years later, new and yeah. improved. Yeah. Fuji just did it a little quicker than years later. Yeah. And so, they didn't increase the prices on Acros when they said, oh, we're discontinuing it. Did. And here you go. We're going to jack it, it up. No, the price they get oh, they raised. Did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but not who a ton. It? Was it Fuji? Was it Fuji raising it, or was it the resellers? I think it was. Oh no, the once it once it um, they said that they were going out like it was resellers that raised the price. Like yeah, the, yeah, the uh, Acros the one didn't, but Acros two is more expensive than Acros one was on the shelf. Well, well, they well new and improved. I mean, yeah, it's like three dollars more bought- expensive. Yeah. 
But yeah. again, how you much can is just, it a roll? Uh, about uh, the conversion, I think, from yen to dollar is like eight something, like almost nine dollars a roll. It's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I'll I'll still buy it. I'm gonna buy rolls of it when, it, like I said, um, I love that film. I'm gonna I'll I'll buy more of it. It just is what it is. Um, my mm. freezer will always be stocked with that stuff. Um, okay. What, what if they use the Fuji X Acros film, film sim to make the new emulsion? You know what I mean? I'm okay with that. I love the way it looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, like, I love the like way it they looks. Use so I'm the cool software with that. And they're like, let's make let's this. Let's retrofit into the film. that. Yeah. 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 I'm fine with that. I love, man, I love that film sim. You know, it, it looks just like Acros. So, you know, whatever. Yep. <clears throat> I'm with you. So, let's let's quit beating the dead horse. I think we've said what we had to say about this price increase. Um, we got a couple fun subjects that we kind of want to go over before um, okay. we we wrap this train up. And I don't think we're anywhere near wrapping it up right now. Uh, I'm just saying because I know mm-hmm. I know I'm sure you guys have some good stuff to chat about, and I think this is going to be the real meat of our podcast um we're gonna do like a retrospective on 2019 or on the end and or 2010 as a decade so um with that said like how did 2019 treat you guys do you feel like you learned anything did you do you have any like big takeaways for the year it was productive (laughs) i was you know what i think for me, 2019 was was a very good year. Um, just just uh, photography wise, and in, and and not in creating images and that kind of stuff, but just more creating the connections that I made. Like I met you two, and then met Bartasek, Nickerson, and Konopinski. Just everybody that I've met and I've collaborated with, or just talked and just do connections and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's um, that for me has been huge. And then also being, you know, get being able to get on this podcast and stuff like that. That's also, um, it's also been huge for me because I know in 2018, I had goals of, you know, you know, creating a zine and, and kind of building my, I, my Instagram was my portfolio. So I wanted to increase followers and that kind of stuff. And in 2019, I think I, I, I surpassed what I wanted to. Because I've always been happy with just a couple of a couple of hundred extra followers or whatever. Just thinking I can increase slowly. I wasn't going to be like I know I, I I'll never get to like a million followers or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, just a, a slow organic build of followers and people that I can you know reach out to or or connect with. Right. So um, and I think 2019 um, I I figured out my my uh my ig style i guess or, or the way i like to promote my images yeah. on instagram so i kind of nailed that down and then just um all these little fun projects that i've been you know trying to push through through 2019 and then the second zine the half frame zine uh for santa monica and that kind of stuff so so yeah i i think uh, i think 2019 was really good for me yeah, that sounds like a lot of a lot of fun stuff. So, did you did you learn anything? Do you have anything that you any regrets for the year? Um, I'm trying to think if I have any regrets from photography related regrets. 
Oh no, I mm. want to get deep. What 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 happened this year, Ed? Tell us tell us your secrets. <laughs> uh, let's see. No, no, I'm kidding. So, I mean, that's I guess no. it's good that you don't have because I feel like a regret you would you would kind of be you would have it fairly close to the top of your mind the year's yeah. over. So, it yeah. seems no. like it was a good year. Yeah, yeah, it seems it, it was a good year. Um yeah, I know, no, no regrets. I think I, I'm pretty cautious in how I approach things, and or when I make decisions if I'm going to do something or, or, or stay away or get away from something. Yeah. Um, and, and I usually stick to that, and I don't, for the most part, don't regret it. And if I do regret it, I don't, I still don't let myself to go back and say, hey, I made a mistake or whatever. I, I don't know. That's just me. I, you know, because I figured, uh, yeah, I don't need it anyway. Yeah, I feel you there. Yeah. yeah. So, what about you, Mac Attack? What, what? How was your 2019, photography wise? Yeah, man. I I think it was good because I was able to like shoot the entire year. I had like a ton of shit going on in my life, personally and physically, and I was still able to shoot the whole year. And it was cool to be able to have like that remain normal throughout yeah. the year so i think it was like super important from that aspect but i i think some of the primary like uh ins and outs of photography that i took away from the year was focus like on shoots that are important with gear that you're excessively familiar with like i'm not going to keep trying new gear on shoots with like new subjects like that was that was too dumb of me to do last year definitely learned from that but if I want to get consistent results, you need to know, like, your equipment, you know. But I was vlogging a lot of that shit. So, yeah. of course, the end of the year, equipment really does matter, especially when you're making images that you are important. So, uh, like I said, takeaway there is – and my gear is, like, definitely reduced. So it was it was a cool year. Shot a lot of cool stuff and film stocks. But I'm excited for 2020 to really be more focused be more project focused too i have a, a couple of things i'm working on like currently and hopefully we'll finish one soon um and just have deliverables and just do that uh, but smaller like don't be so aggressive with my goals and be like i'm gonna do all the things now i'm gonna be like i'm gonna do just a few things you know yeah and not too much pressure but just do it so i'm excited less that's what 2020 is going to be less but like more focused okay not a lot of pressure gotcha yeah. So would you say like you're trying all that stuff out on the shoots would be your regret of the year? Probably for sure, yeah. I mean, I, I, thankfully I still made you know images that people were satisfied with, but yeah. like when I was running the camera, I was definitely like, oh shit, I can only shoot one thousandth of a second. What do I need to do now? Okay, stop down, grab filters. I had filters, so yeah. So have but, you thought yeah. about getting somebody to help you out with your? youtube like when you're out shooting instead of you having to do everything like find somebody that doesn't mind hanging out and recording with you and then like you can still go and do everything but you know it takes a little bit of that pressure off of you maybe you can focus on the content and your shots more while and still have the work done yeah absolutely i think i could definitely see that happening too by the latter half of this year for sure that'd be cool yeah, nice. I think I think people would like that because uh, you know, I think um, taking that pressure off might let you actually be more creative with your YouTube and all that good stuff. So, 
That's cool. Right. Because, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Good year, all... though. I'm excited about 2020. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So, you know, for me, 2019 was a pretty good year. You know, I met you too. Like, just like Ed was saying, I think for me, the most fun part of the year was meeting so many people. I've already been kind of like in the community with like Facebook and all that through the negative positives group. Like, I was already a pretty heavy active user on that group, just being around from the very beginning on there. Um, and I kind of took a break for the end of the year and it was nice. And I got back on you know, a couple days ago was like my first like foray back onto Facebook and there's like so many new faces and the group is always growing and so many new people posting and it's so active now. It's pretty cool to see. Um, but just like meeting like the core group of people that I chat with like every day, like, like you were saying, like Nickerson and Bartasek and, you know, you two and Connor Pinsky and like, we all just chat so much. It's been, I, I, I talk to you guys more than I do like my, real life friends at this point which is kind of mm-hmm. kind of like scary because i'm like you know i need to go see some friends these aren't my only friends at this point uh but you kind of are turning into that like i talk to you guys more than anybody uh and then that 2019 was going to be the year that i focused on photography and i um i took it seriously because it was always something for me that i just did and Last year, I made the decision like I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn more. I'm gonna be focused. I'm gonna learn how to use my cameras. I'm gonna learn composition and all this stuff. Instead of just taking snapshots, I'm gonna make photos. Um, and I feel like, for the most part, I have done well with that. Um, I've been getting a lot of um, scans back from my huge backlog and. I can tell, I can see it. I can see my progression, which is nice um, to see that like it did happen. I did get better as the year progressed. I did take better photos. I did do more um, of what I imagined, like cultivating my, my style and cultivating a, a, a look and all of that. Um, I can see it through those progressions by getting like those huge chunks of film back at a time. And that's been really cool uh, because when I was just developing like a, a roll or two a week, like, you know, I didn't really notice much of a difference, but when you, when you get like 15 rolls back at once that you took over the course of a year that you just had sitting in a little scotch, whatever container, um, it's more apparent. So that was really cool seeing that um, these past few weeks. And I've almost got my 60-roll color backlog knocked out. I've got a few more rolls to take to the lab. Um, and that's kind of my thing this year is I'm going to, when I finish a roll, I'm going to try to make it to the lab once a week. I'm not going to sit on it like I used to. I still have to get through my black and white. But that's another another thing. But um, I also feel like I didn't do enough this year either. I I finished the frugal film project and I think I let that get in the way of a lot of stuff for me creatively. And I don't think it's anything to do with the project. I think I kind of used it as an excuse to not get out and shoot like I wanted to. Um, I focused on getting that roll shot and I feel like I kind of phoned it in. I didn't feel like I was phoned it in then, but looking back, I like I feel like there were a lot of shots that I took just to finish that role. And I think if anything, that would be my regret for the year is just not putting more into that. Um, because it is 
it is a really cool project and it's a lot of really good people in the project and that was a lot of fun to meet them and chat with them throughout the year as well um but i feel like i probably could have put a little bit more into that Uh, but i am glad it's over i did submit my last photos of the year um so those are going to be i think coming up next month is the final month uh submissions so that'll be cool and they are continuing on for 2020 so if you guys want to go and keep following them for sure go check out the site i will however not be going forward in 2020 um yeah man i think that's it though i feel like um 2019 was a pretty good year for me this podcast is a bit was big like i wanted to do something like this i'm so glad we've gotten to where we have i think we've we've really um We've really got something going here, and I don't mean to, like, toot our own horns or anything or have, like, a love fest and waste a lot of time, but I feel like we've oh kind boy. of we've kind of caught traction with what we're doing. We kind of have developed our show, and we know a direction, mm-hmm. and, you know, 2020 is just going to be bigger and better for us, so I'm looking forward to it. Heck yeah. Yeah. So that said, what are your guys' plans for 2020? Uh, sounds like Ed's gonna shoot less film. <laughs> ah, no, no, no. Well, yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think uh, I'm gonna be more um, uh, digital picky. conscious. Digital yeah. conscious. There you go. There it is. There yeah, it is. I'm gonna shoot some digital in 2020. I think I'll shoot more digital in 2020 than I did in 2019. Oh, that's uh, for sure, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think I will too. Um, but I also think I'm going to be a little bit more picky on when I shoot film, um, you know, mostly because of the price hike. I mean, I have plenty in, in my fridge and, and freezer to hold me maybe for a couple of years or whatever. But um, but if I'm picky about it and just use it with certain cameras, you know, my fun cameras that I love, yeah. then I think, um, I, you know, you know, I'll just pick a couple of rolls a month because, you know, again, I don't do the C41 anymore. I just, it's just too much time, you know, to, you know, out of my day to try to do that. And I'd rather be either be shooting or hanging out with the family or whatever. And even black and white, I'm getting to a point where I'm just like, ah, shit. You know, I have, I have like eight rolls of black and white. I need to develop it. And I don't really want to. (laughs) So, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go through it. I would at least develop black and white just because. Uh, I don't, you know, I, if I take it to a lab, they're just going to use like D76 or something that I don't use. And, you know, I'd rather control it with my own stuff. And plus, I got a shitload of chemicals. So I yeah. got to go through those. But I don't think I'll be picking up any more chemicals um, unless I'm doing something specific um, and where I need a certain type of, of chemical or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I think. I think this year for film, it's just going to be pick and choose what I'm going to shoot. It's going to be the Sardina or my LCAs or, you know, or when I start the pinhole thing, um, you know, those are specific. Those are things that I can't do with digital like Sardina and to get those, those kind of like lo-fi images. There's no way to do that with the digital because the digital is just, it's always perfection kind of thing. Right. Um, but with the Sardina, I get images that most people would be like, what the hell? But I love them. So I'm going to keep on shooting that little bastard. And I actually shot it. I actually shot it today at, uh, during lunch on our trip on a walk. So nice. 
but I want to print some more too. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to publish some more zines. Um, I have some ideas on the Sardina stuff that I've been shooting uh, to kind of follow along similar lines to what I'm doing with the half frame. Uh, I'm going to continue to shoot half frame whenever we go on trips. Um, we're actually thinking about going to the Grand Canyon in February for a week, so the kids are going to be off. So that would be a perfect time to kind of do like a zine or, or, or just shoot a bunch of half frame in, at the Grand Canyon. And see what comes of it. That'll not, be awesome, it's, not, dude. it's not always a zine, right? Um, but the intention is always to get enough shots or enough, you know, diptychs, triptychs, or panos to see if I can create something out of it. You know, kind of just show my trip and stuff like that, like I did with the Atlanta one. So it's gonna be cold um, in February, dude. It is gonna be freezing. We um, went and I'm in sure... April, and there was snow on the ground still. Oh, okay. Well, we'll yeah, but see. it's like seven or eight thousand feet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, but it's so, we'll see it's what so happens. gorgeous. I love that place. <laughs> it is. It, it's 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 beautiful. I've been looking at the at some sites uh, about it, and um, you know where to go and that kind of stuff, where to stay. Yeah, it looks awesome, and we've always talked about going, but and I think that's kind of an off-peak season, so there may not be too many tours. And if there's some snow, yeah. You know, we can handle it, I think. I think there'll be snow for sure. Yeah, there'll probably be snow for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I think my 2020 is I want to do some more zines. You know, I got the whole IG thing going and just kind of not posting as much but but being more um, particular on what I post and, you know, the, the stuff that I'm posting. So when, I, so when I do bring out, say, the Atlanta zine, I'm actually posting images of those from that zine so people kind of – kind of see a little bit of what would be inside the the book um, and, and so forth. So, yeah. Cool. I think that's what I got. And more digital. Definitely more digital. What about you, Mac? Yeah, what about you? Uh, I'm definitely going to put out some type of book, photo book or zine. I haven't decided mm-hmm. yet. By September, at least. Uh, and blog some. That's it. Keep it loose, man. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Forgot about the blog. Yeah. Blog some more. Blog. Yeah. YouTube. We'll stuff talk about. Me, we'll though. talk about that in a minute. We'll talk. We'll talk about blogging in a minute. Mm-hmm. Cool. So you're just 2020 is just like a year of of uh, loosey goosey for Mac. I have a, a couple projects, yeah, but I, I want to shoot a lot, and I just want it to be organic and like, I don't know, man. I just need to figure it out. And I, and if I like create a bunch of unrealistic goals, then I'll have all this pressure, and it'll just suck. And then it will be fun, and I'm uh, I want to have fun. So fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. that. I can get that. I got it for sure. Yep. Yeah. Cool man. Yeah, my my twenty twenty I have big plans mm-hmm. for twenty twenty and I don't know you know, maybe this podcast will help me stay motivated for them, but um I've got I've got some plans for twenty twenty. Uh and and hopefully I'm able to pull them off, you know. Uh I wanna do more paid work. I've I've started talking to people about it, you know, like you know, just little stuff like senior portraits and pregnancy photos and stuff like that like we were in mobile and my little sister was like you know um i didn't get pregnancy photos because they're too expensive i didn't want to pay a photographer i looked at her and i was like 
are you fucking serious right now? It's like, I've been down here a week. You wait until the night before I leave to say, like, have you not seen me walk around with the camera this whole time? Like, I want people to start realizing more that, like, I want to be taken more seriously, I guess. Maybe that's what I'm saying. And start doing more paid work so people know, like, hey, if I need something done, I can ask Dustin to do that. Um, I also want to get my wet plate business started by the end of the year. That's something I've been talking about. Um, And I think, like, I've been been doing a lot of research, and I I really think it's something that I can... I can undertake and, and have a lot of fun with and um, maybe do something with, you know, make it a thing. Uh, I, I really hope so, at least. Uh, and have that be part of more of that paid work, like get my name out there a little bit, shooting and doing work and being a working photographer alongside, you know, it being a hobby. Um, and then get that wet plate business started and maybe eventually have it be, you know, my income. That would be nice. Um, I still want to focus more just like I did last year and, and learn and soak up everything I can. There's still so much to, to know and I want to, I want to learn a lot more. And I think that's one of the great things about this podcast is we talk to so many people, you know, we're always learning something from somebody. Everybody's got a different perspective. Uh, and I think it's just a fantastic opportunity to soak up that knowledge from them and put it towards, you know, my photography quote unquote career going forward. So that's another big plan for me along with uh, developing more as I shoot instead of letting it sit back like I did last year. That wasn't a cool plan. I heard somebody talk about it and I was like, that sounds fun to just kind of let my film go and forget what's on there. I don't like it. It wasn't for me. I gave it a year. I'm done with it. I'm going to start developing as I shoot. I'm also going to start sharing more of my work. Uh, I started doing that a little bit more as the year ended um, on Instagram and stuff. You know, I've always been pretty close to the chest with my my work, and maybe that's why people don't necessarily think it's something I want to do because I haven't shared a lot, but I'm going to start sharing more of my work as I go. Uh, I've been getting a lot of good feedback, and it's kind of boosted my confidence. So thank you for real to everybody who's like, messaged me about the stuff I've been doing lately because it it really has been like a boost to my confidence of you know to actually start sharing my work um I'm gonna shoot a lot more instax man I love it it's so much fun Mm -hmm. um that's my goal yeah I, I I like I was looking and there's like $60 $60 for a hundred pack of instax and um, I really just want to go and buy a couple of them and just shoot a ton of instax this year um and then I'm finally going to get started on my pepper project I've already started working on stuff um right now I've been I've been um looking at like curves and stuff for I think Ektar is what I'm going to end up running the, the project on I was going to do it on 4x5 that's still the plan but we'll see how that goes with prices and stuff obviously because you know that's $10 per person essentially because I you know I want to do one shot before one shot after um so that that's going to get expensive but we have had a listener who reached out to me and wants to be a part of the project that lives close to my dad. So when I'm in Mobile one or next time, I'm going to give him a shout and, uh, you know, get this thing cracking, which I thought was really cool that they reached out and wanted to be a part of 
my torture project, essentially. Uh, I don't have a name for it yet. I'm hoping that'll come to me, but I, as of now, it's just the Pepper Project. But that that's kind of my 2020. It's gonna be a big year. I've got I've got some for real plans for myself. So, yeah. Nice man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're gonna post more more images. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Dustin. So, so look, I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm not having any goals. And then Dustin's like, here are my goals. I was like, shit, Dustin. I'm glad you didn't let me go last. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't mean for it to like slacking, talk for t- I didn't mean to like have I'm a sorry, five yeah. minute rant about my 2020. But yeah, man, I just, you know, you do a lot already, though, Mac. Like, you've got your YouTube channel yeah, you and, and you've got like, you do paid work. So, for you, it's you know you're at a different place than I am. I'm I'm trying to make yep. this hobby something a little bit more than a hobby. You you're kind of already there. You do it's, it's a lot of work for you. So I get wanting to mm-hmm. be more I'm, I'm relaxed. You, you know. I'm proud of you, Dustin. Thanks, yeah. man. Go get it, dude. Go get it. I'm gonna virtual gonna high fun. five. <laughs> yeah, right there. Right you guys, there. You guys are so sweet when you're not being jerks. Send you a picture of my leg later. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. I'm scared one day you're gonna slip up. So we've we've all been chatting on this app on our phones and Ed has been like seriously flirting with naughty bits and I'm scared one day he's gonna slip up and we're gonna see way more than we want to. Oh man, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. it's it's funny until it's not. Right. And it's Ed, so 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 you never know. With it, yeah. every time yeah. I open the app, I'm like, "Oh shit, what am I gonna see here?" <laughs> Especially when you see feet. his name, yeah, him in the shower, yeah, yeah. his feet in. I'm right, like, come on, man. The, on the doing? shitter, on the shitter, yeah. yeah. Okay, this, this is our this is our life. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. This, this is, is the it. way we communicate. <laughs> <laughs> it's you guys wanted the, the Mark, you guys wanted the Marco Polo uh, experience, right. and I gave I, it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're boy. living the meme where they're like, "Hey, in twenty years, think all the cool shit we'll do with the internet <laughs> yeah, technology." Yeah. And this Ed t- sending <laughs> photos of himself sitting on the shitter yeah. in a video app. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love the future. Yeah. Well, of course, of course. Oh, oh man. man. So let's talk about twenty twenty and or first of all, let's talk about twenty nineteen in regards to the podcast. What were your some of your mm-hmm. favorite moments for the podcast this year? Or this past year. Mm. Let's see. I know this is a curveball. Uh, we didn't talk about this earlier, but whatever. No. For sure, like Max and I getting shit hammered drunk on that one episode. For some reason, you guys were like, "Yeah, it's cool if Mac does uploads an episode when we have a week off," and that was hilarious. It was fun. That was uh, a fun episode. We got a lot of a lot yeah. of feedback on that one. I bet we did. I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, man. The one with Beer Git was fun, too. Beer Git was fun. Yeah. That was a fun one, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I liked I liked that episode with Beer Git because it was more than just talking about lomography. Like, you know, she goes on a podcast yeah. and everybody wants to talk about lomography. And, you know, we kind of got her to open up a little bit about herself. It seemed like she was a little guarded at first, but she got more and more comfortable with it as an interview or a conversation, we yep. don't like to call it interviews on this podcast, but as the conversation went on, she got more and more comfortable, and, and that was, that was a lot of fun talking to her. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, That was a good sure. one. 
Yeah. Um, I think. Look at the episode list. I can't remember. And it, and it has to be your first episode with us, right? You got probably, like, yeah. Because come I on, little, man. I might, I might have been a little nervous that day. Oh, you're like I'm on with Dustin Cogsdale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a big rock star. <laughs> you don't even realize. Dude, no, I don't know. You're the man. I'm, I'm like the king. Don't of say awkward. yourself short. No, dude. Okay, let's see. Yeah, Ed, you were like real, real. You were our second guest, man. Was I? Yeah, it was. It, so we had our our intro episode, and then it was Justin Rosenberg, which was another fantastic yeah. episode. Like, man, yeah. what a, what a cool dude! And then we had our little Saturday morning episode where we sat back and drank some coffee and, and chatted about traveling yeah. and stuff. And then, and then it was you, my man. Yeah, it was me. Look at that. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going back to room. Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah well, there you, you go. Know. There it is. And, and actually, and you guys were my second, uh, podcast that I went on to, to talk about my shit. Yeah. Uh, first, it, yeah. first it was, uh, layover with, uh, with bid with bill at, uh, studio C41. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, layover maybe. Yeah. Um. So, what episode do you guys think was our biggest episode of the year? I'm going on the. I'm going the on Padawa. to check our the, stuff. Do you think Padua? I think Padua the, for sure. The, the, okay. Well, as far as a, as far as a fun one, the Padua. Oh yeah. Episode was absolutely was, was so much fun. Yeah. So absolutely. Much fun. That was, that I think that one almost. Like over three hours, I think, wasn't it? That was, that um, was I don't know that it was. Well, I mean, over... that we recorded. I don't know. How... No, okay. man. I mean, yeah, we were on the call for a long time, but we chatted for an hour and a half before we got the podcast started. It was on. That was yeah. one of our lower numbers, man. That was only. That was under two hours. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Padawan was fun. I'm sure the one with Bartasek. I can't remember, but Bartasek just being Bartasek is always fun. That was fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Oh, this, yeah. Sisson, the Sisson episode was fun too. Yeah, Johnny was a great episode. Almost three yeah. hours on that yeah. one. That actually is our yep. top episode. That one. That one has had the most Uh-oh. listens. Um, Does it? Does yeah. It? So let me see. That Did one. I... That one was at um, August thirteenth. So I think that one is the most. Just simply because, like, the dude has his own audience already. Like those classic lenses. He does. Yeah. Like he, like there was an instant jump. Like I think the, from once he announced that he was going on, or we announced it on the group, because um, I posted it on the classic lenses group as well. Um, there was instantly like a two hundred person jump in a day, uh, and you know mm-hmm. we we have like gradual numbers and you see them go up and whatever, but there was like a boom gone. It, it like skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at this point, it's not, you know, killing it. Um, mm. Bartasek did have pretty good numbers. Um, yeah. Our phases episode, like, people really, really loved that one. That was our number two. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which was a really solid episode as well. I, I, I think yeah. that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. um. How about the M episode? M is number too. three. Yeah, M's number three. But yeah. you, you Dude, kind of expect crazy. that. You kind of expect that. Yeah, that you, you do. Like you people do. love him. Yeah. 
too. Um, but what the best podcast was me saying, look, when I realized I. I flew with a gun in my bag. That was the craziest shit ever. I remember we were on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that shit was crazy. Yeah, oh, made us. Times. You just made us distinctly the American podcast. Um, yeah, for sure. That was like the worst. Yeah. yeah. I think I think um, the episode with Joey Reddy was a lot of fun because I'm pretty sure that's where um, Boca Bro like became a real thing. Like you yep. you had your you had your. Um, <laughs> Your which episode was your? How did that shit start? Well, I'm trying to see where you and Max had your thing. I don't see. Is it this episode? No. Dude, did that episode get pulled? What episode? You and Max. I don't. I don't see it on here anymore. Yeah. I don't see it on the Apple. That's where I'm looking is on the Apple app. I don't either. I'm wondering if that episode. Yeah, seriously, dude, I don't see it. I'm wondering if it. If oh it no, got... no, it's uh, May twentieth. May twentieth. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Solo oh. show with Mac and Mac. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. Uh, let's see. And then this one. You're saying yeah, so... this one? What are you talking about? The the Joey Reddy episode. So Joey's episode was just after that. Um, so yeah, so that was the episode that come out after the bonus episode, kind of where we took about we talked about the trip or whatever. Yeah, that that show like for sure was where Boca Bro was created. But I think where it really took off was that Joey Reddy episode. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and, and Joey was so much fun to have on. Like that dude's so down to earth. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Because he had his awesome cameras t-shirts. Yeah. And then you're like, screw it, I'm gonna make one Boca Bro. And then that's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that that yeah. is how that happened. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it didn't even take that long because two episodes later, three episodes or so, Michael Bartasek was on the podcast with a Boca Bro hat already. Yep. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's yeah. Um, the half frame one with Dan was was also a very good one. Yeah, I, dude, we just had some really excellent ones, and you know, that's true. Always a lot of laughter, which was great. Good yeah. times. Getting mm-hmm. the scoop on Free Film USA that was a big moment for us at the time because nobody yeah. was talking about that, and we, you know, we were the first one. And then you know, we had people messaging us talking about how we should get them on the show. I'm like, bruh. We had them on the show in freaking August. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't on that one either, though. I missed the Johnny yeah. Sisson one as well. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. You've missed a lot of good episodes. But, you know, what? I think it's okay because the sh- it's a completely different show when you're not around. And not necessarily good or bad. It's just different. So it's cool that we have, like, different, you know... Things that people it's a, ro- can... it's a roller coaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. People don't know what they're coming to. Um... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, the analog exactly. forever. Analog forever was a fun episode. Listening to those two. Um, yeah. Like talk about artists. You know, like those two. Those two like are really probably the two like most artistic of the the guests that we've had so far. Which and that was a lot of fun having those two out. And then the magazine, I don't know if you guys got it in, but it's so awesome. It's, it's such an amazing magazine. 
Um, Devin and Joe was a lot of fun. That one took us a lot of time to get those two on, but I really enjoyed talking to them. I think it's really awesome what yeah. they're doing too. Mm-hmm. And and something about mm-hmm. and, and that's gonna tie back in. We're gonna we're gonna bring up something in a minute um, that has to do with those two guys. And then of course Brian Caparici throwing down the gauntlet at Mac. Heck yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> That'll happen soon. Are you shaking in your boots, Mac? No, no. Oh, not at all. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. And then the Frank Thorpe. That'll be fun. You you can't forget That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one, getting that guy on. And I, 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 we didn't get a lot of time with him, but that was a good episode as well. We really enjoyed Frank taking the time to chat Did with us. Did you see that NBC put a, a, a slideshow of his images that yeah. he took? That yeah. was awesome. And, you know, and I, I saw that over the holidays, and I told my wife, I said, hey, that guy that we uh, we interviewed on um, on the podcast, I go, NBC did something with his images because we're – that's one of the questions we asked them is, you know, what's going to happen with them? I mean, I don't think this is the end all. I think, you know, of course, yeah. maybe he'll, he'll, he'll go further with that, but that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And we've got some excellent guests already lined up for this year, guys. So don't fret. The train's not, it's, it's not slowing down anytime soon. We've got some really great people lined up. Um, and we'll just go ahead and give you a teaser. Next week is Mr. Dustin Nickerson, the guy who designed our logo. We've finally found a time to get him on. So that's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of fun. I think that episode is going to be full of shenanigans because that dude is a jokester yeah. for real. Um, so I'm looking <laughs> yeah. forward to oh, it. And if, if and you if you don't get enough of Southern accents, let me tell you what. Next week is the week to listen. Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot on there. He's from Mississippi. Oh, he's yeah. from, okay. He he's a Mississippi he's con- man, he's and he's sending one. us. Yeah, he's sending. Uh, <laughs> he's always sending us all kinds of uh, shots he's taking there in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And and next week's probably be gonna be a digital heavy chat because he is all about some Rico GRs right now, which I have super gas for yeah he's, he's gassed know. you up on that so so that so this year was a lot of fun i think we've had a we, we definitely have had a lot of fun chatting with everybody i keep saying this year you guys know what i mean um but man it was so much fun and i i could not believe the um how much fun i have with this podcast it, it takes a lot of time out of my life but i'm not even worried about it uh it, it's just been a blast hanging out with you guys every week and I'm so glad we do it. Um, so the yeah, last man. question that I have, at least for you guys, regarding the new year is, what is your 2020 gas? Oh. What, are you, uh, what, what do you <laughs> want to have in your hands by the end of the year? Just lenses, man. What lenses, man? For me. Yeah, like uh, a fifty-one-four probably Voigtlander for my Leica, and a thirty-five-one-four G for my Nikon F one hundred. That's it. That's because, like I said, all my cameras have a purpose now, so I just need the, the right glass for it, and I'm good. Then, okay. then just shoot the shit out of film. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah. My turn. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Get in there. 
you've been waiting uh, for this, and I've been waiting for you too. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Mac, you I think what? you forgot uh, the X Pro Three though. By the way. Yeah, you forgot X Pro Three. What? what? No way. <laughs> yeah. Wait. You've been talking about that camera for so long. Yeah. It's going to be a a Sony A7R3. Oh, Oh, yikes. Get out of here. Get out. You're off the cast. (laughs) Sony. Oh, shit. I'm just kidding. Go shoot your VCR. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go shoot your VCR. No, we can't say anything. We shoot a fuck ton of digital. <laughs> and, uh, no, but at least we use Fujifilm, the solar yeah. film. The solar, yeah. film. not Sony. What, <laughs> not the... what? What kind of soul does Sony have? Hey, hey, uh, don't question their soul, Ed. Sorry, sorry for all our Sony listeners, dude. Sony right. is perpetuating this like gotta upgrade every year nonsense. They drop like three new yep. cameras a year. Yeah, but they're amazing and they're cheap. Oh boy! Look, you can't have amazing and cheap. <laughs> yeah, you can. Okay. The Sony A7 III was. Look, man, like I'm gonna let you have it. If you get it and you're happy with it, then freaking go for it, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, you know we need a do do what thanks, you gotta guys. do. Sony shooter on the. Uh... Thanks, Boca Bros. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we use a Sony shooter on the on the podcast. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah we gotta go. have a little bit of. Yeah, we can't we can't be a Fuji only love podcast. So yeah. well, we could. And yeah, I mean, we, we we would prefer it. <laughs> yeah, that would be but... trash, guys. That would be trash. <laughs> Don't do that. You um, mean you were so wow. hyped for that X Pro Three yeah. last time we talked? You were. You were so hyped for it. Mm-hmm. But then I then I thought about it. It was hard pass. We'll see what ha- we'll uh, see what you think next week. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll give, see. You know how we'll you know what see. they talk about how like you know. If you don't like the weather in Georgia, give it 15 minutes and it'll be changed. That's kind of how we are with you and gas and cameras. We'll just we'll take your opinion <laughs> now. We'll wait 15 minutes and yeah. then we'll see what you think. That's exactly. wise. That's very wise. Very wise. Yeah. Exactly. That's funny. Okay, Ed, I, I interrupted you, man, before you got rolling. No, that's okay. That's okay. You know, at least uh, I was able to tell Mac about the Sonys. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, I, I think this year there's going to be a, a little bit of change on the digital front. I'm going to try to offload some of my my older digital bodies. And um, uh, Nickerson has been working hard to convince me on a GR, which, again, it's, it's always been one of those bodies that I would have loved to have, but just price and that kind of stuff. So I think in a couple of months or sometime this year, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll probably have a GR3 in my pocket. Uh, I like the design. I like the the size of it. Um, I'm still playing with the idea of maybe an X100F or mm-hmm. the X100, whatever. Uh, looking to see what that's going to look like, and then maybe get a cheaper F. Um, that's all digital. Um, as far as film wise, I think I'm pretty much set now that I got the Bessa. Um, and 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 if anything. Um, I'll probably wait to see if Lomo comes out with the new camera and hopefully it's something I like. Um, yeah, I'm hoping they bring out like another LCA, uh, 120 style camera, uh, but just in a, with a different lens, that would be kind of cool. But no, but I think film wise, I think I'm pretty set. In fact, I'm trying to get, get rid of some more and just kind of, just kind of stick with the stable, uh, like the Pentax six, seven, I, I love it but I don't shoot it that much. Um, I do have some rolls coming back from the lab, so maybe once I see it, I'll be like, nah, just keep it. 
Um, but, but yeah, and uh, who knows, who knows what else? But right now, the the two that I'm pretty much no, well, one that I know for sure I'll get eventually, maybe before summer would be the GR, um, just because it'll fit nicely with my um, contacts TVS, which I can't remember if we even talked about that before, but with my contacts TVS, the GR3, uh, Sardina. And then the two LCs, the Lomo L- uh, LCA Plus and the LC Wide. I mean, just think you of that so smaller. You're so California, Ed. Dude, put, oh, that, in, man. put that in oh, a fanny man. pack, bro, and I'm good to go. Uh-huh. You are so fucking California. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit, the GR. Yeah. Oh, this, the contacts TV. Oh, my God. That's why dude, I love you, Ed. Dude, that TV oh, is man. a bad mofo. It oh, is fuck, you're California. so wonderful. But, yeah, I mean, I mean. <laughs> The, the more I look at it, I am more of a point-and-shoot type of shooter. For film, it's um, really fun, too, you know? Yeah. For film, yeah. I, that's 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 what I kind of gravitate to. And, yes, I have SLRs and that kind of stuff, but I don't really shoot them that much. And, yeah. um, and you yeah. know, but on digital, all everything I have is with the lens. So it would be nice to have something fixed-focused. Yeah. And, you know, and I think the duo of the GR and the X100F would be awesome because then yeah. I have my Fuji colors. But then when I need to be like super slick or it has a great um, macro feature to it, um, when I need to get up close, you know, I can get some good shots. And I've been watching a shitload of um, there's that guy Samuel on YouTube oh, and he talks man. about the GR. I've been watching a oh, shitload man. of that. I just saw an He's episode. He's so good, where right? Jeez. He dude. is good. And the guys he interviews, he was interviewing the guy from uh, Germany. Yeah. Yeah. From Germany. And they were doing the Solar Street. It's a, they're all a GR clip. You know, that's all they shoot. So (sighs) I think, I think what Nickerson wants, he wants me to get a GR so we can be like GR bros and then create GR t shirts (laughs) and that kind of stuff. Which I'm all for. I'm going to have to get a GR too, aren't I? I'm all about the swag. You are going to have to get a GR. And and it doesn't matter which GR you get, as long as you get a GR. Man, I just, well, I just want, I just love the printer capabilities, man. You guys know how I am about well, you that just, printer. Listen, you Wi-Fi it to your phone and you push yeah, it from your phone to your printer. Know, like, but there's so, so many steps. There's so many steps where I can just like a... select the image and hit print. Well, you know, I, I can only offer you a solution. If you want to take it, you take it. You're right. You're, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know. You know, my, but um, my thing is, if I'm gonna get yeah. a GR, I want to get the GR3, and then if I'm gonna get the GR3, I might as well get an X100. Well, so I was looking at a GR3 on the used market, and the bid was at 500. Yeah, but that's just a bid, man. Yeah. Well, it sold, I think, for 650. That's reasonable. Yeah, and you know. It, so I posted on the GR forums on eBay or not eBay on Facebook and Facebook groups. And one guy flat out told me, don't get a GR, get an XF 10 or a GR two, the GR three says GR three is too much money and blah, 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 blah. And I understand that, but I a 24 megapixel sensor and it has image stabilization. So I see, you know, so it would definitely help at night for night shooting. For sure. For sure. Mm hmm. It's only three axes, but it's better I mean, than nothing. Dustin's right? been getting some excellent results with the uh, yeah GR two. Yeah, though. with the two. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, and that one doesn't have the stabilization. Right. This is new technology. They which they're they're just bringing that that uh, stabilization from their um, from their Pentax SLR camera. Right. Right. Because they all have them. That's that's yeah. just the that's just a feature that they have. And I used to shoot Pentax when I started back in 20, 2010. Yeah, I think it's twenty ten. Okay. And so, um, so yeah. So I think I think I'm gonna go a little bit back to more of uh, uh, some more digital, and just have uh, an even Steven of digital versus film, and then I have a crap load of Instax, which I want to shoot more. I've been meaning to shoot more, but I I don't know. I've been I've been in love with the Sardina and the and the images I'm grabbing from there. So, you know, now I got uh, I got a I got a few sardinas now so i get yeah. to have a different uh, different film in each one of them which would be kind of cool yeah that would be cool yeah yeah but i think that's what it is i there isn't any more film cameras that i'm actually um lusting for i was never a, a t2 guy or any of those yeah I mean, that tvs has just that tvs has just just won my heart as far as easy to use i used that oh i used it at galaxy at galaxy edge when uh-huh. we we're there at disneyland and freaking Kylo Ren or the fake Kylo Ren and some stormtroopers came up. And my kid, I was there with my oldest, and she was holding a, a lightsaber, which happened to be the Kylo Ren lightsaber. And he he said something to her, but I, you know, I was able to bring out the contacts and just, you know, uh, take a wide shot and then zoom in quickly right into his face and take another shot. So it, it's just great. But then I also busted out the Sardina and the LCA. I, I, you know, I was there with like five cameras. Well, as you, you do, know how, yeah, you know how I roll. Yeah. yeah, and Justin Rosenberg. Mr. T camera roll. Yeah. yeah, I like that shot Justin Rosenberg did of himself. He says he's channeling uh, the Winter Ed. <laughs> he was out there with like five, five cameras and shit. So. I didn't, I didn't see that. I'm gonna go look at that one. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. So, but yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it just saved money for film, I guess. But I don't know how much more there I'm gonna go. buy. What about you, Cogzo? Oh yeah, boy. what about you, buddy? Oh boy, are you guys are you guys buckled up? Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Oh, oh shit! Uh, go. Easy. <laughs> I got I got some. Ooh, man, I got some stuff. Okay. Um, okay. So first of all, what I want doesn't exist yet, but I'm gassing for it big time. I want a fucking Instax Square printer. I mean, uh, Instax Wide printer. Uh. Why don't we have an Instax wide printer yet? Come on, man. Yeah. No, I don't know. That's on my uh, that's on my list of uh, wants from Fuji. Yeah, man. I want an Instax wide printer, like something fierce. I would buy it in a heartbeat. Um, I'm probably gonna get an Instax square printer, uh, and a Lomo. I want a Lomo Instax or Instant Square, whatever it's called. Um, their little Lomo Square Instax camera. God, I would, you know, yeah. thinking about that though, I would love one of those mint Instacons, but God, I can't, I can't even think about that. Yeah. They're but, expensive. Dude, they're so expensive. Um, but I would love one of those, but that's not, that's not a real list item. Um, I also would love an X100V, whatever the new series that comes out. I'm going to, mm. I've been gassing for something like that, but 
and I would get an F2. I'm okay with that. So my plan, like we were talking about earlier, is I'm going to get one of those little cheap pocket cameras, like either the Fuji XF10 or the um, the Ricoh GR, one of the two or three, probably the two out of those, um, and save up to get the the next XF line camera, just so I can have something that I can stick in my pocket and t- take around with me everywhere. Um and you know that one's rumored to have the same back as the X Pro. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't really. Yeah, I'd be cool. Hell yeah, I'd be cool with that shit. You don't have yeah. to worry about scratching the screen. Right. Well, I always put like a glass over it anyway. Um, yeah. Like one of those glass protectors. I put that on all of my little screens and whatever. I'm just one of those people, I suppose. Uh, if I pay a yep. lot for technology, I want to be able to protect it. I'm not hard on my gear either. Um, so yeah, yep. that, and then, um, I would love to get the 50 or the 150 F4 sonar for my Hasselblad. Just have a Ooh. nice portrait lens. Um, that would be nice. I don't get me wrong. The 8028 planar does fantastic, but the, I, I wouldn't mind getting the, 150 f4 sonar they don't go for too much um just a couple hundred dollars and i I know a couple hundred dollars is still a lot but um i wouldn't mind getting that and i'm gonna get a i'm this isn't something i'm gassing for i just i'm going to get a prism finder for my hasselblad at some point this year soon even because um it's easier it's hard to put it on a tripod and look through it you know uh, look through the waist level finder. It's easier to just look through the prism finder when it's on a tripod. So I'm going to end up getting a prism finder just simply because it makes it easier to shoot on a tripod. And then um, a Schneider 210 millimeter um, APO sonar lens for the Intrepid when it comes in. So I will have a portrait lens on that camera so that if I do decide 100% I'm doing the pepper project on 4x5 I will have a portrait lens because right now I kind of have like a um, basic lens for it so I wouldn't mind a, get, a, get a good portrait lens and that's a little expensive so that's something I would have to save up for for sure um, another reason why I'm choosing to shoot less film so I can afford other things um, and then you know I kind of always have, like, in the back of my head, gas for an FM3A or a uh, FM2N. It, you know, not not no. like not like something I'm actively looking towards, but um, mm-hmm. for some reason, there's always gas for those cameras there. Uh, I just I just want a, yeah. a, a full manual, solid camera like those guys. But you know, I have that K1000 now, which is full manual. So, you know, maybe that'll kill that for me. Who knows? It might. You never know. Yeah. You never know. You never you know. know. Uh, just real quick, uh, freestyle. I was looking and browsing through freestyle photo, and they they announced the uh, acros. Yeah, I saw 100. that. You saw that? Okay. Roll. It'll be cheaper 12. when it hits Amazon. I think Amazon would be more expensive, don't you think? I mean, I could order it from Amazon Japan for nine dollars a roll. Oh. I just can't yeah. get Prime shipping. Yeah, you know, freestyle will always add a buck or two more, so because they're yeah, that's what they do. But hey, you guys heard it here. Freestyle Photo has yes. Acros two in stock. They probably got they're probably paying Japanese prices right now because it's probably not available to them 
Like for real, yep. for real, you know? And yeah. they probably just bought a huge ton of it from somebody over there, so they had to pay a little bit of markup. So that's probably why yep. it got passed on. But I wonder when it's actually announced and available if it stays at that price. True. But yeah, man, I'm that's that's my guess. Um, a couple, you know, digital camera just for like um, music festivals and stuff because a lot of a lot of them lately have been cracking down. Like I couldn't get into the Fox Theater the other day. I say the other day. Um, I took my wife to see the Nutcracker for her birthday, and she, you know her birthday's right before Christmas. Um, and they wouldn't let me in with my XT3. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but mm-hmm. um. So I had to walk a couple blocks back to where we parked and put my camera in just because it had a removable lens. Um, oh. You know, and I had plans to, like, go and shoot. And, like, we were going to – you know, we had, like, a date day or whatever, you know, and I wanted yeah. my camera with me. Yeah. Like, I got, like, three shots off, and that was that was it for me for the day. So I, I want something that I can – I could get out with my wife and have her have something that she can share pictures with instantly and whatnot. And the whole plan at the moment is like to get a little small pocket camera like the XF and, or the GR and shoot that for a little while while I save up for a different one, you know, the, the X 100 series. And I'm, I'm really kind of stuck on those cameras. I love, I love like their whole form factor and everything about them for the most part. Um, and then pass that camera, the, xf or the gr along to my wife so she can have a solid camera to shoot with because she started taking a lot more photos lately as well i think just being around me um mm-hmm. she's started taking fo- a lot on her phone and stuff so just have her have the opportunity to be able to do whatever um and not just stuck to the stylus that she shoots or my stylus that she shoots um, yeah, maybe that's something I'm gonna gas for. I think I'm gonna get a stylus specifically for her, so I can take that one that I got a long time ago and put it on a shelf and not worry about it. Since you know it was my one of my first cameras back in the day. Oh, and put it into semi-retirement then. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea that it's still getting used, but at the same time, like I don't want it to break. But I guess all cameras gotcha. break one day. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll just let it be. Uh, but yeah. I have been enjoying shooting the Epic a lot. Like, it misses focus, um, but I feel like all point-and-shoots miss focus. But it's been fun to shoot that thing, too. I don't know that I've talked about having that on the podcast, really, but i got a good deal on it because it's, it's the Deluxe, and um, the Deluxe has a pano mask, but it's uh, an LCD pano mask in the viewfinder, and they oh. are notorious for that LCD leaking all through the viewfinder. So nobody wanted it because of that, and I got an excellent deal on it, so I couldn't pass it up. Nice. There you go. Yeah. So. Ship it. Yeah, man. So that's our that's our year. That's gasp. That's our plans for the year. That's everything from last year. Um, now I think it's time for our announcements. I think we've got a lot to chat about about the podcast itself going forward so we've changed our recording night you know we i don't know if you you guys have been talking to the audience at this point you two um you know we used to record on tuesday nights and then i would edit it and release the episodes the next tuesday uh we've moved our recording nights to monday night just because it works better for all of our schedules um and i'm going to try to get these out on wednesdays now i'm not going to sit on them for a week I'm going to record them, and then I'm going to edit them, and then I'm going to release them all in the 
this this couple days provided schedule works out that way um but i'm gonna try to have them out on wednesdays going forward so uh you're not having to wait a week because i feel like there were a couple episodes where stuff we talked about like was already late and then like people were hearing about it two weeks after it happened it just didn't make much sense so i think that's news for you guys i don't think i've told you guys i was planning on dropping episodes the same week we recorded them but that's happening um we live in the future exciting times yeah um, well, I think it started because we had a couple episodes banked up at the very beginning, and it right. was easy to just wait on them, and then, you know, whatever. It ended up being, that's what we did, but I think we're just gonna, we're gonna roll with it now, and we're gonna try to get these things out. Just do it. Yeah. So that, nice. and, um, Mac, we have a big announcement, I think, that you might want to talk about, since you got that all set yeah. up. And that is? And that is? Website, website. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We have. A, <laughs> uh, damn. Like, I was what like, do you mean? What? What? It's like the one thing you've done for the podcast. How could you forget? Exactly. I mean, aside oh from God. showing up. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, we have a, a website, and if grenadespodcast dot com. Let me, let me double check that. Yeah, it's yeah. um. <laughs> we're gonna start. Uh, hopefully individually blogging or putting content up there yeah we'll definitely strive to put show notes we can have links you know and if we have events or things like that we can point towards the website so you can actually have that information because none of us really update the show notes i was like okay maybe it would be a great idea if we had like a central repository where we all had a login and we could go do stuff so so it's there grainy days podcast.com and days of course is with a z yeah and we've got some cool stuff lined up already for that um I don't know if we want to announce it yet or just wait until it drops on the site, but keep a lookout. Like Max said, we're all going to try to individually put some content on there and then we're going to have some guest content as well. And if you have anything you would like to contribute to the website, get in touch with Mm -hmm. us. I think that's something that we can do. Um, Yeah. I think we're going to try to make a page too for our Instagram highlights, like go back through and give you guys, um, you know, link specifically to our Instagram highlights that we have done in the past and going forward in the future because I think that's a cool idea and just another way to help support these photographers that we you know we say we want to highlight them so let's give them the love we'll backdate it we'll see what we do I don't know we might be I might be giving us more work than we're prepared for right now but uh you know it is what it is (laughs) um it's it's never-ending love it's never ending love. Yeah, man. We 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 want the community to be fantastic, you know? Like Yeah. What else? So, that's that's rad. We also have a Kofi account that we have set up or Coffee. I don't know how it's spelled, but if you just go to Coffee Kofi. and Kofi, Coffee. Yeah, it's com. We've set this up because, you know, the website costs money. Um that's not the main reason, but, you know, we don't get paid to do this. So if you guys want to spot us a, a coffee, then that's rad. But more so than that, we want to start doing, like, giveaways and stuff. And I mentioned Joe and Devin earlier. Like, I would like for us to be able to donate film to those guys through the pod, for the podcast from you guys. So if you want to donate money that we can maybe once a month, once a, once a quarter, whatever, however long it takes us to save up a little bit of money to buy like a brick of Kodak gold or something like that for the kids yep. in that program, 
uh, I would really like for us to be able to do that. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. um, having listeners send in film. I haven't heard anything on anybody doing that yet. Joe or Devin haven't reached out and said, hey, somebody sent me this stash of film. So I'm assuming that hasn't happened. I, I hope that's not the case because, you know, we would really love for the, those, yeah. you know, kids to get filmed. But that's something that I personally would like for us to be able to do is to, to, to get a little bit of money from you guys to be able to donate in your name or podcast name, whatever, um, some film to them and to the future photographers because you know why not it they, they've got a good thing going on so and then also we would like to be able to do giveaways as well you know not yeah. just give the film to them but you know give back to the community um and this would do it so that we're not having to come out of pocket all the time for this kind of stuff because you know stuff is expensive so if you guys want to spot us a couple dollars uh just go to ko-fi.com slash grainy days podcast pretty easy to find we didn't do any simplifications it's just grainy days podcast and go hit us up send us some coffees there you go yeah i like it yeah um do we have anything else man i think that was everything um it's everything on my list and ed i don't know if there was anything you have left on your list Uh, let me look i don't think so i think i I think you got to all of it, man. More yeah. printing. You talked about wanting to do more printing. That is something I yeah. did. So I also mm-hmm. got a printer finally, guys. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, what'd get... you get? So I was gonna do the um, Canon because you know they have their end of the year sale or whatever. But I just it wasn't uh-huh. in the budget. Um, so I ended up going to Best Buy dot com and ordering the little cheap Epson printer. Um, okay. Dustin said it was good, and I've got a couple prints that he sent me, and so I guess now I'm jumping on this um, Instant Ink program train that everybody's getting on. So, you know, okay, toot toot. Nice. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> did, oh, bud. good job. Yeah, real quick, did you uh, end up getting one of those uh, Kodak Smile Instant whatever? No, printers? I didn't. But you know, I don't know if you got if you guys saw the like the um, video that Mike posted, but. Dude, that thing is so rad. Do you guys want to spend a second to talk about it before we start wrapping up? Yeah, yeah, because that's um, I, I'm watching a, <laughs> I'm watching an auction right now on eBay for one of those that's brand new and everything, um, because I think, uh, the I think the camera itself kind of sucks from what okay. I've seen um, on YouTube from people who reviewed it, but the printing when you send over a, a image from your phone. It, it looks pretty decent. Uh, now, I have been chatting with Mike a little bit on our on our podcasters group, and he ordered some Polaroid film, non Kodak branded, but Kodal- Polaroid, but the same size. So I'm assuming it's the same thing. Okay. And um, he was going to test that out because it was a lot cheaper. Has um, he Has he done that yet? Do we know? No. Why well, he ordered it? So I don't know if he. I don't think he's gotten it yet. But oh, okay. he said he was going to report back and. And I think even Bartosek chimed in and asked him to do a torture test, you know, like oh, yeah, how long good. it takes before it fades and that kind of stuff. But the thing is, this could be a good in-between or while we wait for Fuji to get off their assholes and um, come out with an Instax, Instax wide prayer. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, Betsy. Mac, do you know what we're talking yeah. about? He has no idea. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. Completely, so, yeah. So Kodak just came out with this new camera. It's called the Instant Smile, I think. Is that what it's called, Ed? Yeah, okay. in, 
instant. Oh, uh, Kodak Smile. Um, in anyway, just go. Oh, just go hit something. on. Just go hit up Amazon and type in Kodak Smile. It'll pop up. Okay. So, are you familiar with their Zinc cameras that they had in the past? Uh, it's like yep. a, so. It's essentially their Zinc camera. But instead of being the little small, the same size as the Instax Square, it's bigger. It's like a four by f- four by six or four by five, something like that, or three and a quarter by five. It's bigger. Three and a quarter by f- uh, by five and no, okay. three point five by four and f- four by five. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Uh, it, it's a solid little size, but the cool thing about it is they're they can be just like a regular print, or they have sticky bags, so they can be a sticker. Um, so they came out with this little camera that's essentially kind of like a digital camera. You can put a um, memory card in it. Uh, and uh-huh. this feature is not like super cool, but you can put a memory card in it and it'll save your photos digitally. Um, or you could it'll take a, like a Polaroid, quote unquote, like a instant snap and print that photo out. Or right. you can connect to it with your phone and print it out. So it's like a printer, it's a camera, it's a digital camera. But the quality that Mike showed is quite nice. It's really good. And I watched a couple YouTube mm-hmm. videos, and it's it's pretty nice as well. And it's cheap. I think it's like, what, 90-something dollars on Amazon? Yeah, so uh, yeah. 125 on Amazon, um, so but on eBay. And, you know, a lot. I think a lot of people got these for Christmas, and they're just, like, selling them for whatever they can get. Gotcha. So on eBay, you could probably get some good deals. Um, but, yeah. One of my things that I asked Mike was if he if he knew what the DPI was on the print because right. the little zincs, the mini zincs are like 180 by 180 yeah, DPI, uh, but the Instax, like our mini Instax, that's mm-hmm. like 348 DPI or something like that for yeah. the print. So you get a little bit more detail. Um, so what I wanted to, by what you know, what I'm hoping to. Hopefully Mike can give us this info is just to see how how sharp are the images or is it just sharp enough that, you know, for what it is. It, right. You know, it's good enough. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you guys are in if any of you listeners are interested in seeing what we're talking about, um, Gutterman posted on the Facebook group, like one of his face casts um, yeah. where he's talking about it. So you can see some of the prints that he made. You can see some of the old prints and like a size comparison of the two. Um, it's a really cool little camera. And. Like it, it it just came out of nowhere, which is you know surprising. Yeah, I, I, I want to say it was released like two years ago. To tell you the truth, because I, yeah. I think that's what the date. Really? So it's been yeah, I think it's been out there, but you know, it just hasn't got traction. It hasn't gotten any traction, and then somehow it got traction. I, you know, what happened is probably came on QVC or something. I should ask my mom. She's uh, she's a huge QVC shopper. <laughs> but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it came out somewhere like that, and then you know that's all you need. You just need one place to just really push it, and then it, it becomes popular and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, so I'm definitely looking at it just for that, you know, um, just to get a, a bigger image that you can just share. Like, like you know, when you went to go see your family, and I know you use the minis, but if you had a bigger photo, I mean, I think that just would be a little bit nicer. And plus, it's you can uh, it's sticker, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the sticker you know, part is cool. Man, people were snatching up those minis though. Like everybody was like grabbing them yeah. and sticking them in their mm-hmm. wallets because, mm. like that. That's one of the great things about Instax right. Mini is like you can put it in your wallet or you can put it in your shirt pocket and walk away. Yeah, and, like people were loving that. Just they were just snatching the prints up as soon as they would come out and and taking them and putting them away. And it was really fun because yeah. like you know, 
you know, I was I was able to get like photos of my grandparents and stuff, and they're getting up there in age. They're late eighties, mm-hmm. you know, um, which was really cool. Oh. But it was nice to be able to like pop that print out like right there and give it to them too. Um, right. And I right. still have a fantastic version of it sitting on my camera. So exactly, yeah. So I shot also with my wife at Christmas, and my wife's uh, family. They were all into it, man. They they saw they're like, no way, this thing's it's like our old Polaroids. I said, actually, it's a little bit better than Polaroid. <laughs> yeah, I was getting, I was becoming a Fuji snob there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, they enjoyed it, and I'm like, here, take the camera, because I use the uh, at 500 AF. Uh, mm-hmm. So mine, the the wide that I have is the autofocus oh, one. So I'm like, yeah, one. just point and shoot, just stay with you know a little bit more than three feet, and you're good. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, out of focus, <laughs> know, bro, I, out of focus. <laughs> Mac, do you know what we're talking about? <laughs> no, I don't. Mac never oh. knows what we're talking about. Mac, we need to get you into the Instax world. Dude, oh. it, it'll up your game. Oh, dude. Get it you the Lomo be... Instax Square, Mac. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Lomo Instax Square. I'm... I don't need any more gear. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, no, no. You need to get Mac, in on the Instax it, game. It would be awesome when you go on model shoots, dude. Dude, I, yes. I used to follow my buddy uh, in-house photo, follow him on uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I used to follow him to help him with, with you know, lights or whatever else he needed. You needed. But I also said, hey, I'm going to be shooting my Instax as, you know, just some BTS shots. And, dude, the one of the model chicks that we photographed, I'm all like, okay, you know, I I scanned the photo, the, the insects with my phone and stuff, and I'm like, here, you can have these uh, if you want. And she just loved the idea. So I'm telling you, dude, it's just a little added plus, giving them some, yeah, some instant, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, just carry a mini with you and then just get really close. Like the Leica software I have is has a, uh, a macro mode, and I use that macro mode to do with portraits, like just pretty much headshots. Bro, so, it's so right. nice. Mac, that, so that nice. Leica Sofort is the same as the Fuji Neo 90, which is about $25 cheaper if you want to go that route. Um, but but Lomo, has, Lomo has the best <laughs> Instax cameras. Uh, yes. If you're not talking about printers, the, the Lomo cameras are where you want to go when it comes to Instax. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That, that Instax Square is the best one they've put out yet. So if you want to mm-hmm. get... Like the best Instax camera outside of the Instacon, that's you know a thousand dollars. That Lomo Instax Square right. is where it's at. Um, it's a dude. It's it's rad. Yeah, the Lomo Instax. Square and even is, if you're really only nice. snapping like one photo at your port, you know, one or two photos when you're doing your portraits, like it's it's so cool. It's Instax, man. Yeah, Instax is so much fun, dude. Oh, oh, dude, you got me jazzed to go shoot some Instax. I'm gonna take. Instead of my Fuji tomorrow, I'm going to take my Instax fly <laughs> take some it's shots pumped. of my buddies at work. I am pumped. I am pumped. Here we go. Yeah. So I'm I brought like back a little bit of perpetually pumped to shoot flying. Instax, man. Like, after oh. these last couple trips, like, shooting it, and, like, dude, we had a Christmas party, um, you know, some friends of mine from high school. We've been doing this for 13 years. Like, every year we have a, Chris- a Christmas party, and, like, I took my my XT3 with me. That's all I took was my XT3 and my printer. And I was just taking pictures and print them out and taking pictures. And people, they love, it's not just, I mean, it's fun for parties. You know, it's it's like perfect for parties. But it's just so much fun to see instant photos. Like, I'm going to shoot so much instant this year. It's insane. 
I shot I shot Do five it. packs of Instax when I was in yeah. Mobile over my vacation seeing my family. Nice. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm sure that's one film that may not go up in price this year, so might be might well, be good. Sure. I know. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's 50, yeah. it's it's fifty cents a shot right now. It's 50, like yeah. Instax Mini is sitting around fifty cents a shot, and that's where it's been for years. Uh, and and then it has sales that come up, and you know, you can get it for an even better price. Yep. So there you go. Uh Dude, you gotta get an instant. You gotta get an instax. Gotta get. Everyone it. should go get an instax. Do it. My bag is full. There's no. That's my wish spots. for the world. Get an instax camera. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I. That, maybe that's what I should have done instead of sending Mac a um, disposable camera and some. So like, I sent Mac for Christmas. I, would, I don't know if we talked about this, but I sent him a roll of uh, Vario Chrome, which was kind of hard to let go of because it was my only one. Oh, the roll. Oh yeah. Appreciate the it, bro. Yeah, I, so I sent him a letter. Then it's there's like here's a video, here's a video, and here's a video. So like my my gifts were like content for his channel. But yeah, that I, I'm interested to see what you do with that. I think I think you'll do more with it than I ever could. So um, that'll be cool. And then I sent him some P30 also. Um, mm-hmm. So but he that can was the alpha. Yeah. yeah, I sent you the alpha so that you could do a comparison because I know you know. I know you yeah. wanted a roll. You mentioned it on the podcast. So I was like, I'm going to send Mac a roll of this too <clears throat> so that he can do a comparison between the new and the old. And then I sent him a really fun expired camera, um, like a, a disposable, because who doesn't want to see Mac do a disposable camera video? But I should have sent him an Instax That's camera. True. I'm down. Yeah. Yep. It's happening. Videos to follow. Yeah, now that they're out there, people are going to want to see it. I'm down. Yeah, me too. Well, guys, it's getting late, man. We've been chatting for it a is. while. We're wow. about a we're, Yeah, we're, we've got a lot to say. We did. It's this been so long since baby. we've... And it's been so long since we've talked. We should have known that this was going to go late. We shouldn't have chatted so much beforehand. We've got like a good 45... We've been, we've been on this call for three hours now. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So, it's it's all awesome this, catching up. It is. It's awesome catching up. I'm excited for next week. We're going to have a fun episode next week and then the week after that. I mean, we're, we're booked through February now, guys. Like, the whole month yeah. of February is gone. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I still have a couple more, like those ones that I put in the chat, just so you guys know that I'm all scheduled in hopefully in March or April. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Time. And I've got a couple more that I want to reach out to and get on the podcast. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man. I think I think it's gonna be we'll, awesome. We'll have a we'll have a good time. We'll have a good time. So, uh, yes, I'm stoked about that. But that said, guys, this is the end of the show. We have a thing we do. So I'm gonna have to like make a list now for all of the things that we have to announce at the end of the show every week. <laughs> let's do it. So let's do it. Let's, let's start with it. our um our Instagram highlights. I have been going last all podcasts so i'm gonna start this off yeah why don't you go first yeah so my instax or my instax my instax highlight today is not somebody that shoots instax um it's kate miller wilson um she was on the large format photography podcast recently 
Um, she mm-hmm. does super, super amazing work. Um, a lot of it's with her son, uh, who's autistic, and it's on 4x5. Um, she also uses a Pentax 6.7 and some other cameras. Um, a little bit of digital stuff too, but it's mostly like large format. Just like some really cool stuff. She does some self-portraits too. Um, it's mostly all black and white, but definitely, definitely go check out her work. It's super awesome. And uh, I'm so glad that those guys introduced me to her work because it's it's really inspiring. Nice. Nice. How about you, Bokeh Bro? All right. So, Kevin Kim Photo. He's a dude out of New York. I think he's originally from Korea, South Korea. He is in New York now. I just really like the vibe in his images. And his most recent post looks like it's a Portra 400 shot. Nikon F3. Cool vibe to his whole feed. That's it. Nice. Nice. Uh, mine got, mine is the ill. Um, I found him recently on a posting from uh, Restore from Backup Guys um, on their stories. And what caught me was uh, there was an image of, a, of one of the skaters that I shoot at, uh, at Venice from time to time that I see there. Skateboarding. This guy's really good. The uh, the skateboarder. I mean, this guy goes nuts. He's all over the place. Um, and then, so I start going through his feed, and he hit, just has a ton from Venice, and so we kind of shoot the same thing. And uh, he's a local uh, LA dude, so uh, just kind of give him a shout out. Um, I, I followed him, and as soon as I followed him, he followed me back. We started liking each other's shit. So, yep. Uh, his real name is Andrew Lee, but uh, his IG is Notice Period The Period Ill. Yeah, he's I got L-L. a very, very LA page. Yep, yeah. Like, I mean, all you LA guys got been... the same got the same pages, man. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> we 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 like our uh, our white space there. You yeah. know, our you know the square ready. That's what I use. I use. I, you know, ready. I quit. I quit doing the the. Well, I was doing a, sharing a lot of square photos off the Yoshiko uh-huh. map, but uh, I quit doing the borders, man. Uh, I, I just like, yeah. 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 I mean, I've been using it for a while, so I'm just like, I'm kind of just stuck to it. Yeah. I don't, I don't care about what my Instagram looks like. It, it's just, it's a place for me to share work. You know, maybe one day I'll go through and redo it, but I just dig it how it is. I've just been sharing the photos I, for what they are. Yeah. I'm trying to make my feed look uh, organize or look um, a certain way. So yeah, no, that, I feel that. So yeah, but yeah. So notice the ill. Um, I'm hoping that one day we can hook up. Um, maybe see him on in Venice or something like that, and um, uh, you know, meet him in, in real life. Yeah, man. There's so. this skater that I follow who's all. He's a pro for Powell and Peralta. Who's like always uh-huh. skating. The he's from Canada, but like every time he's in. Um, Los Angeles, it seems like he hits Venice and goes and skates the bowls. And I'm like, I just I keep waiting for the day where I see a photo of him pop up on your Instagram. And you not even realize that you just shot like a legit pro doing like some crazy shit. Oh, well, send me uh, send me a photo of him. So next time I go out there, I can keep an eye. Okay. His, well, his, his name is Andy Anderson. And I think his page is like okay. the real Andy Anderson. 
Oh, okay. I'll look for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a. I mean, there's so many. You know, when it's really going, especially like in uh, when I shot there right around the end of May, early June, and oh, yeah. 2018. Oh my God, dude! Peep, there were some really awesome yeah. skaters out there, and I was just like, "Thank God I'm taking a. I got my camera." <laughs> well, he's <laughs> he, he might be easy to follow because he always has a helmet on. He's one of like the people who's like big helmet proponent, but he's got like long. He's like a long, lanky dude, and he's got like uh-huh. long blonde curly hair, always wearing a helmet. Anywhere. Always wearing a helmet. Okay, yeah. you'll you'll Safety see him first, guys. Safety, yeah. first. Safety first. Hell yeah, dude. Safety I was first. just watching a video earlier where um, he did this big drop off of a freaking uh, roof in Japan, and his board shot out from under him, and he smashed his head into a, like this brick wall. And it's like, if he didn't have that helmet on, he'd probably have some brain damage. Yep. Yep. It was brutal. Sure. Yep. Wow. Good so, work anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay, where can we find you, Mac? Where can we find all your work at? Everything's under the same label, Mac Shoots Film on YouTube and on Instagram and, of course, my website. But, like, that's the least updated. Instagram and YouTube are where you can find me online. Yep. Right on. you guys? Go ahead, Ed. Oh. You go ahead. Uh, um, why don't you give everybody all of your spots since it's the new year? It's the oh. new year, yeah. I got several, so let's uh, let's go down the list. Uh, let me see. My primary one is at Edward Conde underscore. Uh, that's where I post all my film shots. Uh, the other one on IG that I've been uh, starting to use a little bit more this year um, is um, a daily dose of film. I mean, no, a daily dose of E. Sorry. I don't know where I got that. Um, but there's periods in between. So just put a daily dose of E and you'll find me. Uh, you'll see my face. It kind of looks the same as the other one. Um I have an instant one, but I haven't updated it in a while, so I'll just keep that one on the down low. Um, of course, we have our IG for the Grainy Days podcast, at Grainy Day, at Grainy underscore days. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Underscore podcast. Yeah. Underscore podcast. And then we also have um, on the ULIC podcast, or the Otolo ISO Club podcast. And that one is, um, oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you got Ulick. too much. <laughs> I got too much, but. Uh, just look for ultra life, ultra ISO, ultra low ultra ISO low club, ISO club. Yeah, there you go. It, it's a tongue twister. Just it just, is. You'll, it is. You'll find it. If not, I'll put it on my IG, and then uh, everybody can just go through. through there. Yeah. Um, I'm also on Twitter at edwardconde.com. Uh, edwardconde underscore. We're thinking about bringing out a, a grainy days, but if you guys have questions, yeah, send us some show, feedback. What do you guys think about yeah. that? Do you? Do you Twitter. think we should start a Twitter? I don't. I won't ever use it. I'll go ahead and tell you that. You'll never see yeah. me log into that sucker. But mm-hmm. if you guys think it's something that you would like us to do, um, another place to interact uh, with you, then yeah. you know why not? Well, we'll create one and yeah, we'll Somebody we'll manage it. To you. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah. it would be me. Um, I'm working <laughs> on my. I, you know, I'm really working on my social media uh, degree. So um, yeah, but yeah, you really are, man. Uh, other than that, I think that's it, dude. I think those are the only spots. I don't have a website, but I don't go there yet. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> my Instagram is at for the love of grain. Like I said earlier, I have been sharing more lately. So uh, 
hit me up, chat with me. I've always been chatty on there, so if you send me a message, um, I'll reply whether I'm posting or not. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at dcogsdell87. Uh, that's just like a more personal account where I just post whatever. Um, it ends up being a lot of cars and stuff and dogs, but, uh, you know, that's me. And then, like Ed said, Grainy Days, our Grainy underscore Days underscore podcast is our Instagram. You can get us on Gmail at Grainy Days Podcast and our website, grainydayspodcast.com and Kofi at ko-fi.com slash Grainy Days. So I think that does it for yes. this show. Thank you guys so much. Um, Ed, yeah. we can tell you're on the road. You're rolling again. So we will. Oh, yes, I am. We'll, we'll, hear, you, we'll hear you next week, bud. Of course. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. It's been fun. It has, it's been fun. It's good to chat with you guys again. I can't wait till next week when we get to do it again. Absolutely. Cool, guys. All right, man. All right. Later. Later. See you. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Mr. Mike Gutterman for allowing us to use this fantastic music before and after the show.